This episode of the Game Over Greggy Show is brought to you by Kinda Funny, the animated series. It's our new thing, and we're trying to do 12 episodes, one a month, and we need your support. Please head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny and toss us a few bucks to make it a reality. All the money raised in January goes towards this. So if you've never supported us on Patreon, come over, give us $1, and when they take the money at the end of the month, go away. Just leave us alone. Don't worry. You keep watching it for free. Have a good life. Thanks for nothing. Except the dollar in January that hopefully made the whole... You know what I mean. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer and birthday boy, Nick Scarpino. Top of the morning to you, Greg. Top of the muffin to you. Your birthday was yesterday. It was. Did you celebrate last night? I had a great birthday. Yeah, I went out to a restaurant called Flower and Water in San Francisco. It was Ooh, delicious. It was very, very good. Very, very good. Uh, it was one of those few instances in rest- my restaurant going and say, you know, in San Francisco, you always go to a restaurant and it's always... There's always something interesting about it where you're like, it's good food, but the service is like, oh, they don't, they there. pretend like you just don't even exist sometimes. Shit, yeah. Or more often than not, when I go to restaurants in San Francisco, uh, they, pre- it's not like a pretending, it's just, they act like you're, um, you're putting, you're putting them, them out. You're pu- yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. You're like, an inconvenience. There, you know, like, right. uh, like you ask them a question and they're like, <sighs> it's a pasta, you know, yeah. it's a fusilli. Yeah, yeah. It's close to like, like I, we, like, you know, we asked them last night because I didn't realize this is sort of an Italian flair restaurant. I, I call it Italian hipster. And I asked them, I was like, what kind of a, a pasta is this? And Are they like, all in flannel shirts? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the ones that didn't, weren't wearing like sleeveless shirts so they could show off their tattoos oh, wow. and flannel shirts. But, um, but I have to say the steps of service were fantastic. They were spot on. Every, and every single thing, you know, it's a good restaurant when you eat there and you don't Puke. even think about something being bad you know like you're eating you're like oh it's really good and, and by the by the There's end of the meal i was down. like jesus everything was great mm. like great so i had a great time and my wife put that together we went out with some friends um, who i haven't seen in a while all of whom were having children so i'm sure that's the last time i'll see them sure yeah i something that i really enjoyed today nick mm-hmm. was while you guys are doing Colin and greg live nick looks over at me and is having an actual real moment very few times has that happened in my life nick never has real moments and he goes i don't know what it's like to be an adult last night i hung out with adults it was weird. I couldn't connect with things. And it's so funny because it's like you're stuck with us. We This is our life. We just got a crate of Legos today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're super pumped about it. We're juiced about it. Um, I'm so juiced about those Legos. Yeah. No, I mean, that was that was a that was an interesting. Night. Well, we were all a little tired, too. It was an end of a Wednesday and we've been on a kind of a bender for the last like week and a half. It's been a long uh, push in the animated show. And uh, we did a great anniversary stream and all that stuff. Um, so last night was the first time I sat down with people that were outside of this, my core group of basically, you guys are my world at this point for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. Um, and sat down with some of my old friends and, and, and tried to catch up with them. But I realized that my point of reference for their lives has changed now. Like before, when I would sit down with Eric, for instance, who we've talked about a little bit on the show, he works over at IGN. We, we used to sit down together. We had that common ground of like work and all of our friends and all of anyone that we knew pretty much either worked at IGN or had at one point worked sure. at IGN and was coming in under those doors. And so um it's I'm finding it more and more like I have to be an adult and like really what talk to people. politics. Well yeah like what's like or, or you have to work just a little bit harder to understand what's happening in other people's lives. 
because you're not there every day. You're not yeah. having those shared experiences with them where you can just mm-hmm. immediately flip out, flip the switch when you walk out the door and like, let's talk. You know. Well, over here, the Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty, you had Jared Petty over not too long ago. And Jared Petty has been off of Twitter at this time for like two or three weeks or whatever. So he knew nothing. And he kept apologizing for not knowing that like Christine had moved to L.A. or this had happened or we did the animated show. And we're like, no, you're a normal person. This is what a normal person's life is like. <laughs> right. It doesn't follow all their friends like yeah. every step of the way on social media. Over there, the pure one, Tim Geddes. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Colin's doing that thing where he's going to see how long he can be quiet on the show. He's a real piece of garbage. God damn. It's so, called listening, As the Greg, leader he's and team fat again, I just wanted to let you know. I'm hey. just listening. I don't think you were you ever not the leader. Did I miss a vote? No, but I knew that would get him all riled up. Oh, I see. He looks pretty riled. Trust me, right now this is an eleven on the Colin Moriarty scale. <laughs> is he a boss? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, but I mean it was a great birthday. To answer your original question, great birthday. Good, uh, I'm glad. Fantastic birthday. Uh, might go out for drinks this weekend. Oh my god! You guys are interested. You're living it up. Um, because it's also one Mr. Ty Root's birthday coming up. So like wait, sometimes that's right. Yeah, we, sometimes we do. He always has like the more crazier birthday, but he's he's getting old too. So. We might just uh, do our normal. Everyone sits down. I- I'm into like. Let's do it. Re- as I get older, I have less and less um, energy for like the wild night, like 10 out of 10 night, you know, sure. Or like, oh, sure. my God, that was crazy. Can you like, let's let's talk about that. Thing. I really just want to sit down with people that I know are interesting, that I love, that are my friends and my family in a quiet ish setting. So you're and not just yelling. Hang out. I hate yeah. to yell. Yeah, I've always been. That's yeah. been my M.O. from the get go. Sounded better in my head. Damn. No, that was um, awesome. That blew me away. But, Mo from but the I, I like this. I like this because my girlfriend, Gia, is going back to Philadelphia this weekend. So the thing is, the next couple of days are, it's her time. So it's like, I'm like, all right, whatever you want to do, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. But I'd much rather do this. And if, I, if I'm if i like, do you want it? Well, hold on. Here's, we can, a, here's a scheduled thing that we can do. Uh-huh. We can play this. Good. We can play this all to our benefit. Because yeah. my girlfriend from out of town is coming to visit. And so I, I it's the same thing. Mm. Our time. We don't want to sit around here yeah. and screw all the time. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes we want to go. That's and do not things. like you can't do that if you yeah. were to go to this yeah. thing. Exactly. Exactly. Turn We've established you've never had sex. Again, you unzip the panties, and then the vulva walls. Like the I've, vulva I've had, walls. I've had sex. I'll tell you right now. The vulva walls. What is, what is wrong with you right now? You find a hair? His hair was on me, but I'm trying to figure out whose hair it is. I'm Kevin's, having an issue where like there, there was hair. hair in my eye, and it's messing with my contact. That looks so. like a Kev hair if I've ever seen one. Kev's hair is attacking. Kevin, that looks like a hair from you. It's not a bad thing. Brain I mean, hair. he uses public washers, so maybe that's it too. What do you think, Kevin? That you? That hair's Peruvian. If I've ever seen a Peruvian that's hair in my the life, most Peruvian ass hair I've ever Peruvian seen. Ass hair. I don't know. So yeah, do do something in plan a night. Never mind, pick that's a, a night, so we can then tell that's people. We can tell hair. our girls. This is the night we're okay, doing something. Cool. I'll talk. Then I will. I will. I'll get on the old Let's text messages out. and figure it out with Big T. Big T root. If you didn't know. This is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can toss us a few bucks and get each and every episode early, along with a bunch of bonus perks. I think this one goes up. Yep, it's still January. So you gotta go over there and support the animated series, please. All the money raised in January is going towards making the birthday boy, Nick Scarpino's animated series, a 12-episode run. So can we just treat Nick like he is a 16-year-old girl? And just give him a birthday month. Sure. Yeah. That works just, for me. He'll be the birthday boy for the present the you could month. give Nick Scarpino is this cartoon that he has written, directed, and is making happen along with our healthcare. Do you, you know, know what I'm talking about, though? No, I don't. With know. the 16 year old girls? No. I know, I know Kirsiera's parties. Kinsieri's parties. Kirsieri's. 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 They got a Q in there. Lobo Saltados. <laughs> no, what, how, what, 
Carne saltos. Carne, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Carne fritas. Like, I had so many friends in high school and all the way through college where it's like their birthday might have been the Wednesday of that week, but yeah. that meant they're going out the week weekend before, the weekend sure, after. Right. You know what? Fuck it. The next three weekends. And it's all okay. about me. How many cakes can I fucking get sure. and not eat? They always get cakes Why didn't and don't they eat, eat the them. Cakes? We just went to brunch recently, like last weekend, and um, it was just, it was out in the marina. And I swear to God, the cast of Desperate House, not Desperate, Real Housewives. Real Housewives. Yeah. There was Housewives. There was a lot of oh, Housewives. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they were all, the Tipsy Pig. Oh, the Tipsy Pig the is so pig. good, yeah. though. Did you good. get those biscuits? Yes. Oh, fuck Damn me. Good biscuits. The mac and cheese? And yes. Th- there's this group of women, and they were just, they were fabulous. They were just spectacular. I, they were having so much fun, and I was like, good for fucking you. You guys, ranging from the ages of God knows what. There was the, the entire range was there. <laughs> oh wow, the and, spectrum. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And it was it was really good. And like their heels, I didn't know you could wear heels that were that Stripery? that much of an incline. Oh, nice. It was just nice. like, and they were doing these acrobatic moves that I was like, I couldn't do that if What's I tried to get this like, lunch. Why like, didn't you call Nick? He lives right they're there. Like trying to step over to like uh, get in between like different people Tables to make different stuff? angled yeah. selfies and stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow. I like you. Oh, you're, wow. you're my type of people. But what are they wearing? What are they wearing? What are they wearing? Oh, it was again. Dresses, the age ran the gamut, pants. and and the the outfits ran the gamut. Okay, okay. Uh, but it, very colorful, and um, they I don't remember why I brought this up, but um, they were celebrating <laughs> just to celebrate, and I really appreciated that. And I, I hope that one day we are desperate housewives. Oh, okay. If you got no bucks to toss, you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny where we break the show up topic by topic, day by day, until the entire thing posts for free on Fridays as one big video and one big MP3. Colin. Yeah, start us off. No. Next. Next no. topic. No. Well, I guess I'll go first. I'm not used to it. Uh, I wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. It's always mm. fun. We were supposed to last week, but we were obliteratedly drunk. Yeah. So who would have thunk? It's a little yeah. late on the game over, Greggy. It's show a little late, dark. but but who cares? It's not it's that bad because back on January eighth, twenty fifteen, we put up our episode of our New Year's resolution. So mm. even that was a bit late. Would everybody mm. like to know what they said? Of course, thanks. Love Greg. to. No I problem. Love you for doing this. Colin began because it was his topic. Duh. Colin began his topic. On I knew New- I did it last year, but and he stole it from Nick, just like that happened this year. I didn't steal anything from Nick. I ch- no, point of clarification. I tried to steal from Colin. <laughs> you made it seem like it was going to be yours to begin with. I'm really good at that. Wow, really good at that. You're the devil that I want Incarnate. inside me. No, I'll put myself inside you. Thank you, Willingly, devil. Willfully. I'll put myself inside Colin, your New Year's resolution, none of us did well. Well, actually, you and I didn't do that well, and Nick, we'll get to. <laughs> Colin, you're, you start by saying you want to be a little healthier, not work out more, but ingest more vitamins. So your New Year's resolution was to drink a green smoothie for breakfast every day yeah. and work out four to six times a week on the elliptical. Right. Not terrible. Yeah, the smoothies died quick. Smoothies went down about six weeks in. But yeah. you, you were just pounding the zinc recently. Oh, I was pounding you're getting, zinc. You're getting vitamins in you for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, a workout, I mean, I, I work out four to six times a week still. So, I mean, that's you know, not so much the, the last couple of months. But, yeah. I mean, I, I, for, you still for, use the elliptical. We, that was the yeah, question I, mean, I never go. The I never go more than a, a few days without working out. Yeah. Okay. Mine was still... Not understanding the beast that kind of funny would be. I was still holding on hope to that I would wake up, make a coffee, and go into the backyard to read comics. That has never happened, ever. That's <laughs> never been a thing that's happened Turn, at Turns all. out you don't even have a backyard. No, I st- well, that was the whole thing we joked about. Colin said the porch was too small, so I'd be looking right into his bedroom. So I'd have to do it. Although, th- I'll no, save I'm it for you. just slow jerking looking I'm, at I'm, you. This is, I'm re- Kevin, remind me if I forget. 
This is Six one of my, a New Year's resolution I'm adding right now to this one that we'll do today. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, I also said that I wanted to read more comics, mm-hmm. which I did. I joined Marvel Unlimited and uh-huh. read more comics. And I'm more regular with my comics. But I wanted to read more books as well, which I have not fucking done at all. I buy books still. Good. I buy, like Colin will say, like, pl- uh, Packing for Mars. I'm like, that sounds fucking rad. And I buy it. And I read maybe the first chapter and then I just never get back to it. Tim, mm. you said you wanted to play more current gen slash non-Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. That you wanted to make use of these systems you had. You said you wanted to play Arkham Knight. Did not. You said you wanted to play the other Uncharted's. Did. Said you wanted to play Gone Home. Did not. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. just got here. Yeah. That I'm not. I mean, that, that's fine. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if we were talking about console in particular. Probably. The was. problem was like we started listing games, so I cu- I cut it off. But I mean, yeah. you mainly did you play more current gen? Definitely. And undeniably, yes. Yeah. Did I you play more current gen than you? Did you play more PS4, Xbox, whatever you want to toss in there than you did Nintendo? If I was to put it on a scale, did Nintendo? Did you play more? Yes. Than, okay. Definitely. Having said that, though, I don't think that I did. I played more current gen than I normally did. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I lived up to my resolution necessarily. Because okay. I always played the games I wanted to play on the systems. You played Metal Gear. You talked about Metal yeah, Gear. Yeah, I, I wanted to play Metal Gear. Sure. You know, like Final Fantasy, if it were to have come out, I would have played it. Kingdom Hearts, I would have played and see, it. See, that was that's what you said last year, too, that those were the things you bought your PS3 for, and that never really exactly. worked out for you. So... I don't know. I don't know if I'll give myself the point because I didn't play Arkham Knight. Me saying I'd play Arkham Knight is saying I'm going to play the things that I'm not necessarily like, sure. going to play. Yeah, you. And I didn't do that. You would. What are you doing? Okay. You, sorry, I fucked it up. I didn't know what was happening. We're taking funny photos of you, Kev. You're funny. We like you. We're, you're. I just, sometimes I just like to keep a record of all Kevin's leisure positions. <laughs> Kevin's a man of leisure. Uh, you then went a little bit further and said you weren't. You weren't making the news resolution to exercise more. You wanted to think about exercising more. I remember him saying that. I can tell you there has never been a year that I've thought about exercising more than 2015. Okay. I nailed that one. I love me. Your motivation for thinking about exercising more was the pratification, which was a big thing at that moment. Something I talk about. Constantly. I haven't heard you talk about it in a long time. Literally came up today. I apologize. I just listened to you more. I've been with you all day long. Now, Nick... Earlier, we were at the kitchen table. Yeah. We were prepping for this show. Mm-hmm. And I yelled, Nick, get to your fucking point. Right. And you said, I'm singing a song. And I said, no, I mean the Nick of 2015. And this is what I'm talking about. On January 8th, 2015, mm-hmm. you wouldn't shut up, but I don't think you ever had a point. Because what happened is. How is that surprising to you? <laughs> Have you ha- not done this show with me before? <laughs> what happened, I, I, I'm pretty sure I was able to trace it back, right? Sure. Is that Tim said he wanted to play more games this year. Mm-hmm. And you said, I do too. And then Tim said, I'm not done yet. And then we never really came back to you. Because when Tim said, I want to think about exercising more, pratification, you said, yeah, but he went on the paleo diet and got shredded and da-da-da-da-da. And then Colin chimed in that he drinks a lot of orange juice. And then it was literally 15 minutes of you telling him why that wasn't going to help him at all. I stand by that. Orange juice has just way too much sugar in it, Call It's got good, you know, you're getting a good vitamin vitamin C C dose. You'd really be better off just eating an orange every day. Vitamin C boost. You get more fiber in your diet. So we're leaving years then with wants to play more games. Did so you play playing, more games? This I did year? play a lot more games last okay. year. Yeah, I mean, a lot more games for me is usually generally in a, in a given year. I played two. Yeah. I played I think five or six last year. Yeah, and you beat a bunch. I beat a bunch. Hard ones too. Yeah, Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight, uh, MGS, uh, Axiom Verge, Axiom Verge, Batman. Uh, there's a couple more in there. I think I played. I fiddled around with the uh, Mega Man collection for approximately three hours, and then realized that only Colin could beat this game, so I stopped. 
It's Mega Man 1. Really fucking hard. Yeah, it's totally not easy. Unforgiving. Punishing is what some people might say. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that still probably carries. Are we are we getting to the point where we're making our resolutions? Now we're in 2016. Year? Let's start with you. You okay. can, you get your limelight that was robbed of you. Um, orange juice. Uh, yeah, I'd like to drink a lot more orange juice <laughs> to start. Just only orange juice. Just get off my coffee diet and just go to orange juice. Um, it's so hard because I always I always think like I'm never really gonna do any of this stuff. Sure. Right? And these resolutions are like made to be broken. They're like the number one thing that people would just immediately break. Well, they're always it's like that you know perfect world perfect you sure. kind of thing. I want to go you know drink coffee and sit in the backyard more. Well, it's like. No, in reality, I'm going to want to sleep into as late as possible, right. or I have to wake up and do a call and do this. Right. Uh, I'd like to play more games. I would like to read more in general, not just comic books. I'd like to read more books, uh, be a little bit more worldly uh, with what's going on in the world. Because uh, I hear, like I was talking to Colin yesterday about uh, what's happening in Syria. And it's just, it's one of those things where I know there's a conflict in Syria, but I really don't know the specifics of it. You can't right? spell it all out. I get that. I get headlines here and there, but there's a difference between uh, really kind of perusing headlines on Twitter and actually reading articles and having sure. somewhat of an understanding. I mean, I'm not, I'm not hoping to have the Colin Moriarty level understanding on anything, really. Um, that's just too much to hope for my, my brain. But just understanding kind of what's happening in the world, where we're headed, um, I think is very, very important for me, especially since, you know... When we talk on these shows, like Colin talks about very, very specific, like intense topics sometimes, I'd mm-hmm. like to be able to add to that um, in general. Uh, work out more, do yoga more, master my inversions in yoga. I would like to do that. What's an inversion? It's like headstands, tripod stands, oh, okay. uh, crow poses, things like tripod that. Tripod stands. Yeah. Okay. So you make a tripod. Mm. You put your hands up. Supposedly, in the we did Love and Sex stuff right now, the celebrity guest season mm-hmm. is going, and we did one with Trisha Hirschberger. Mm-hmm. And in the intro, you're doing some yoga, and you said this is Warrior One. From what I hear, People, no, you, that was s- not you said it fact. was Warrior One. Oh, it was me. I said that's okay, not good. Warrior One. Okay, it was good. a runner's lunge. Good, because I don't. If know. I remember correctly. The comments are saying, and I guess I was the incorrect one. Well, jokes on you guys. I don't know anything. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, it wasn't Warrior One. Warrior One looks way different than that. Um, so read more, workout. Read more, work, workout more. Um, be wor- more worldly. I'd like to. I in a perfect world. If I had infinite willpower, I'm talking like, like the the willpower of like Chris Pratt, you know, like sure. to get jacked out. I would like to start being nice to Kevin, but I just don't see that happening. You know what I mean? I guess I think we're nice to Kevin. We give him a hard time, we but he give knows him we a love hard him. time. Kevin, I love you. Five percent of the we, day. we couldn't run this business without you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> Kevin's gonna own us one day, and I want to write more. So okay. The, the, the does the anime series, series count? It does count. Okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, collaborating with you guys and, and laying down baseline scripts for for the next twelve episodes or like the next, I guess, ten episodes because we're already at the time of hearing this. We've already started developing episode two. Thanks largely to you guys out there. Um, but just in general, I think it's I think it's good for us because I, f- I feel like it, we're all pretty aligned of wanting to move toward more creative endeavors like that. Yeah. Just to test our our uh, might and merit. At them, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't have anything crazy, real world things like that. Don't be a better husband, I guess. Oh, what does that mean though? You're just gonna not be talk so much shit on this show? No, um, <laughs> it's to me like I think it's it's just the small things, right? Like the big the big things. I think I, I got down, but the small things of just like helping out my wife a little bit more with everything, basically, and just being there more for her, being present more when we're when we're around each other. You know? Sure, I'm trying to make a conscious effort over the last like six months or so. To like turn the TV off and just like have a dinner uh, with her, right? yes, things yes, like yes. that. Um, when I'm with her, really being with her, put the phone away, mm. be with her, right? Do, do those things where like 
not reactive but proactive. Sure, you're not getting yelled at about it. It's not an issue. You want to get ahead of the problem, right? Like, but not not for the sake of hey, I should do this because I'm going to avoid a, sure. a confrontation. More from the sake of you know, I think like thinking proactively of like what could I do today that would surprise her and make her happy. Mm. Little things. If I get her flowers. If I just like I know there's dishes over there, and I know it's not necessarily my quote unquote turn to do them. But what if I just did them real quick? You know, made her something a little bit, bought her something, sure. things like that. I want to I want to spend a little bit, take a little bit more mind share. Um, that's good. That's out of good. all the things we're working on and, and, and devote it toward her. I like that one. Yeah. I want that to be your number one. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Done. Thanks for doing that. Uh, Thank I have two. One I've invented on this show. Ooh. The first is played out because I've talked about it before to the audience. And that's that I want to be better to them. And I mean that I'm, specifically I've talked about it on Patreon where I wrote a letter where it's like we're not bad on Patreon. But we're not great about over communicating what we're doing. You know what I mean? And where something is. And like we just put up, you know, during the live stream, we went through all the milestones and where they're at and what's happening. But I mean, the letter that went out last year when you started being a patron, right, was written very much when we didn't know what kind of funny it was and what it was going to be. And so it was like, I'm going to check out the board every day. And it was like, no, like you run yourself into the ground. And then, I, you know, even even though it is so simple to pop in for 10 minutes to see what's happening on the patreon wall it actually isn't that simple and that's where we tapped amy you know to go out there and actually mm-hmm. be like the community spokesperson at least they tell because most questions are i just joined and i there's no where the hell is everything you know what i mean like how do i get yeah. it and she's there but i so far just be there and be more communicative and be there and talk to the people there and i'm trying to do it on the forums too, pop in and do more stuff there but yeah not necessarily i mean the first year was such a whirlwind and so much for us to learn in in terms of how the business works and who we are and Mm -hmm. what a day is going to be and the fact that there is never a normal day that now i think that like we keep talking about it right and that's why it's i'm rushing through it in a way is the fact that you know now we know what kind of funny is and what year two is going to look like and where the responsibilities are and how when we are stretching ourselves too thin and Mm -hmm. so like if we can keep it to where it is one show a day on top of Colin or Greg live or whatever, right? One afternoon commitment. Then there are those suddenly periods where you can pop in and say, Hey, and see what's up and talk to people and have a better conversation going there. Number two, though, this is one the one I wanted Kevin to remind me. So Kevin, you no longer have to remind me. Thank you. Kevin, give me a pound though. Kevin and I are going to get that backyard whipped into shape. We're going to make that a livable backyard so we can hang out and do barbecues because mm. we're going to do the family barbecues like the Fast and the Furious back there. Good. I'll provide you guys the come soundtracks. Over. Thank you. It's just going to be we'll a little Furious light stringed up out there. We're yeah. going to mow the grass, maybe put in like that AstroTurf stuff along the sides. So See, this is a Kevin I want well, a fire pit. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He's my, he motivates me to do it because mm. I told him about it and he's like, well, we could do that. And I'm like, we could. Yeah. Because I, I, I could have done it before. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, I mean, the, the thing about Kevin, you know, we've spoken about this a bazillion times, but he is a doer. He gets mm-hmm. things done and it's awesome because he doesn't just he it's like if I give him a task, he'll do that task, but he'll also add his flair. Like he also he is thinking about how can I make this better? I don't always agree with it necessarily, but it's it's always cool that he he has his idea of how he's going to tackle a problem. So it's like if he's like, I don't like these shelves at Target. I'm going to build my own shelf. I don't like those because they are a little too curved. I'm yeah. going to make mine not curved. And mm-hmm. here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to use magnets. I'm like, why would you use magnets? And it's like, he just go, goes fucking crazy. But then it always results in this insanity of, wow, that's actually really, really cool. It's like things like backyards. That's awesome. Yeah. Because he's going to actually do it. He's going to be put a lot of pressure on you to make it actually happen. As soon as this rainy season's done, Kevin, we're back there. We're making it happen. Fire pit. Then we have the families over. You have the girls over so that they're locked into this place just like we are. <laughs> No, one, no one's coming over. And they don't know it. We're, everybody's coming over, and we're all exiting through Colin's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, what is your New Year's resolution? I have three of them. Oh, hey, mommy. 
the first one is to is similar to what I was talking about when we were drunk on Game Over Greggy After Dark is uh, to uh, just be a little more in the moment. Uh, a lot of my anxiety comes from um, catastrophizing things in my mind a lot. Mm -hmm. And as I told my dad when I was telling you guys about the conversation, the better things get in my life, the worse it get my anxiety gets. And that's what I've noticed. Like things really haven't been better in my life ever. So my anxiety has also never been worse. Um, and it was it's always been that way when I I was a goalie and I played hockey and I was always really paranoid about letting up a goal. But you're going to let a goal up. You're going to let some soft goals up sometimes and it sucks and it's your fault. But you also have great saves and save the day sometimes. And it's just like kind of over the moment when I went to Northeastern, I was I was afraid that I was like not good enough to be there. And I went to a school that was way too good for me. And I was always afraid of getting kicked out for no reason. You know, like, <laughs> like um, straight A's. But you're like, I'm going to get so one of these days. They're going to wisen up. Yeah. And I did great there. And then I got a great education there. But it was like I was always my paranoia. And then when I was worked at IGN, I was like, this job's too good to be true. And I'm going to get laid off at some point. I never got laid off. I got promoted like three times. So, you know, I got to like start to just to my dad's point, realize that maybe I just deserve some of some of the success we've experienced and, and some of the good things that happen in life. The bad things happen, too. But our company's doing great. You know, um, we caught our audience up a while ago on what was going on with me a while before that. Um, but things are like way better with me personally. Now I'm dating a new girl who's an old friend of mine. She's fantastic. And like things are going great there. And so like my friendships are good and everything's fine. You know, so like just try to. Let some of that anxiety go like mm -hmm. the the other shoe dropping is like basically what I'm always afraid of mm -hmm. in any respect. And, you know, I just uh, I need to get over that at some point, you know, 31 yeah. years old. I'm going to knock on wood. Uh, number two is uh, I want to continue to like be diverse in the in the things that I do as diverse as possible. And I think I did a pretty good job in 2015 of like. Kind of staying true to what I wanted to do at the time, and I want to kind of continue to do that. Um, you know, I'm never going to be a slave to to anything that I don't want to do. So. Um, I'm not going to play games just to play games. I'm not going to read the news just to read the news. I'm not going to do whatever. I, I like traveled a little bit this year or in 2015 and, and I met new people and I had new experiences and, you know, I read a lot and wrote a little bit, but not as much and, um, played the games that I wanted to play and did all those kinds of things. And I want to continue to like keep that spirit alive of, you know, what do you want to do right now? Last night I just sat in my bed and just listened to music for three hours, you know, and it was great. I could have played a game, but I didn't really want to, mm -hmm. you know? And so I want to, I, so I just want to stay true to the spirit of kind of doing what you want in your spare time that makes you happy at the time and not feel beholden to any sort of quota in terms of new albums listened to or new games played or whatever. When a game speaks to you, play it. When an album or song speaks to you, listen to that song. I want to, I want to keep that spirit as well. The third thing is a little more abstract, but I was listening to, um, the, uh, the games cast that we did around the table in the kitchen and I realized, you know, listening to a lot of politics, like professional pundits in sports or in politics, were very talented. If you listen, you know, watch uh, pregame stuff with NFL or you watch, you know, you watch Sunday morning shows. People, big old Michael Strahan. Big old Michael Strahan. The uh, they just speak very not necessarily eloquently, but they speak uh, in a way that it removes a lot of likes and ums and uhs mm -hmm. and. And uh, I, I realize that I don't do that all the time. And actually, no one ever brings it up. Like in the comments, people say mean shit about us all the time. But that's not one of the things. But I notice it. And during the games cast, I was doing a lot of ums. And I was like, I got to clean that shit up. But it's something you have to be cognizant of yeah. to just speak more eloquent. It's not even about eloquence. Again, it's, it's just to speak more forthright and remove the likes and the ums and the unos as, as they would do in Japanese or whatever, where it's like, you know, the things that give you time to think or whatever. Sure, just don't sure. say anything. We'll keep in mind. And and I and so I want to like clean that up because it's fucking frustrating to me listening to myself doing that. And even though I don't think anyone else noticed, I'm like I can be much better than that. Mm -hmm. so don't that's forget what I that want. that is a different kind of product. 
that's brevity, right? They know there's a producer on the side who's like, we, you have three minutes for this segment about what's happening in the Jets, right? And that's why it is. You see them like doing this, and then it's like they drop their line in, right? Or like, you know, you know, it seems like Terry always knows who he needs to kick to or whatever. Not that I'm saying it's, don't get me wrong, this is something we should all focus on more. Mm-hmm. But we are like, the rambling let's yell at kevin show yeah but i'm not i'm not so much saying you know the 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 brevity or the or the 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 length of it as much as just like the clarity of it we can speak better i mean i, I, sure. I don't speak to anyone else you guys can do whatever the fuck you want but i just noticed that even though no one said no one has ever said to me like you say um too much right and i probably really don't maybe you in don't. that show i i did because i was thinking like a lot more on off the cuff or whatever i want to clean the way i talk up and i think it's something that uh you know it's not a matter of people are like sometimes people are like why you curse so much and i'm like because i fucking want to I can't. uh but that's not so much what I'm talking about. Just sure. remove it, like trying to be more cognizant, maybe cutting 50% of them out or something and, and sure. making it more, uh, you know, coherent in some sense. Because I just, I want to be on that level mm. in terms of the way I speak. I think, I think, I think I can, are, I think I think eloquently and I want to be able to speak eloquently when I can. I think, I think you, you speak so eloquently yeah. that it makes all of us look like bigger jackasses Idiots, than we yeah. are. Idiots. Like I, I've thought, I think about this all the time. And, you know, I listen back to any of the shows we do, not just Gamescast, but GOG or whatever it is. And I hear myself speak, too. And I'm like, ooh, man, like, what am I doing? Like, I need to be better about that. But it is hard. That's just not who we are. So it's not like we are really focusing on that. We are kind of thinking as we go. Like, this isn't like a planned show where we have points we're making. But you always sound like you do. You always sound like you know exactly what you think about every single thing you're saying. And I think it's more about the way you present the information. You know, like people believe what you're saying because of the way you say it, you know, and you believe it. You believe it. Oh, so I they believe, believe it. it you oh, know, I believe it. And I feel yeah. like a lot of times when I talk about stuff, it's, I'm more just kind of like, I don't know what I think about this. I mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking out right now. And so that's why there is more likes and ums or whatever it is that I do. Um, Makes sense. Probably. Um, um uh, so Tom Hawkins, go back and look at all of 2015, count Collins' ums, and then start tracking for 2016, and let us know next year. I think you'll find a lot fewer than you think. I think it depends on, I actually think it depends when I've listened back and noticed those quirks or whatever. It's always in the times that I'm most passionate or sure. speaking off the top of my mind as opposed to something I've thought about. Mm-hmm. So or thought about deeply so it's just uh maybe it's a preparative like a preparation issue too but oh maybe but i mean i think it's really hard to when you're speaking off the cuff specifically and i think the reason why specifically you guys are very good at it is because you do have a very long history of having done so on podcasts for what how, when did you guys start doing podcasts right when we started 2008 yeah so like almost what eight, coming out eight years nine years of this mm-hmm. and it is a skill that that is learned like i've seen i I've, I've you know tried to get better at it try to get better at exactly what you're talking about which is having more clarity of thought come out in my speech. Um, there's one right there. But like, you know, Tim, to your point, like I've, I've seen you get better at it, but it is a skill that you have to kind of mm-hmm. sharpen a little bit here and there. Yeah. It's, um, it's I'm going really the weird. other way with it though. I just want to say nothing but expletives yeah. and make no sense. So I think I'm nailing that. You're See, another, another thing that I noticed, uh, I'm just kind of like changing the topic a little bit, but watching our content, it's, I see, I know how my mind works when it comes to being on shows and stuff. And I'm, I've said this a million times. I'm a better producer than I am being on camera. That's not to say I think I'm bad on camera, but I think I'm a good producer. And I'm always thinking about the content, about what the people are seeing. Yeah. And so the flow of conversation, the way we, we speak to each other isn't necessarily how we speak to each other. It's how we want to them to hear us talking to each other, you know? And I feel like sometimes we break that and then then it just turns into a clusterfuck of everyone talking over each other. But we're pretty good about not doing that. And I think there's a lot of times when um, I won't get my point across or someone won't get their point across. And I think it's because they're letting other people speak because it's not a good show to 
just constantly make sure that you're saying exactly what you want to say mm-hmm. the way that you want to say it. Sure. You know, so just sit there and preach every time. Yeah. Just go around and four people preach. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tim. you've also got me. And then there's constantly. Nick. I noticed yeah. that. Yeah. Anytime it's the natural segue, you fuck it up for me. Every time. So thanks for that. That's my goal. That's my New Year's resolution for 2016. No, I was going to slap you. Fuck up every <laughs> second. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Tim, what's your resolution? I got a whole bunch of them. I think that my the main one that I know that I, I'm least likely to actually accomplish is kind of the opposite of what Colin's saying, which is to just consume more and do more. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily just media, but uh, in some ways that are media, things like Walking Dead, I've just avoided Walking Dead forever. You know, I knew I would like it, but I just was like, I haven't read the comics. I haven't watched the show. I haven't whatever. At this point, I'm now completely caught up on pretty much everything Walking Dead. And I'm like, I can now speak intelligently on that in the way that I could before about Star Wars or Pokemon or yeah. whatever. All my interests, you know, mm-hmm. and have I you like, read the novelizations, though. No, I Rise haven't. of the Governor. <sighs> I have Fake not. fan. Um, right, am I right? But I like that we could now talk. Like, if we did a, a reacts on anything, yeah. Walking Dead, I could be a part of that. You know, yeah, that'd be awesome. And and I like that. I like being able to have new things that I'm really into. And even more than the content, though, like I want to just go experience something so we can come back and talk to this show because this show, you know, it is what it is, and we love it. But how many times can we talk about the same thing? Infinite. That's the answer. But. I want to add some more to that. Like me and Nick, I want us to go do a spin class. I don't know what spin what a spin class is. Let's do that just so we can talk about it. That could be a topic. You definitely know? do a spin class together. Like, that's what you want. But what you, you get what I'm saying weekend. though, like yeah. dumb shit like that, just doing things. And the reason I think it's least likely to happen is because our schedule is not any less crazy than it was last year. Sure. In fact, well, you got to make time. That's the whole thing. We just got to make time and do things. And uh, and the traveling thing. I'm not a big traveler. I don't You're like going traveling. To Japan with us. But we'll see how all this stuff goes, and I'd love to have stories about doing things. Yeah, I respect that. I mean, like, to me, you know, it's it's a matter of what's most important, like my own sanity or just having things that I could possibly rattle off at some point. And I used to be the la- like the latter, where I was like, well, I want to play as much as humanly possible so I can talk about them. And then I'm like, well, this my, my inf- the in- this information is not even really that valuable. Half these games don't even come up. Some of these, some of this is just outright obscure. And I really just feel like by shaking shit up in my life as much as possible, I become reinvigorated about the things I love again. So like the only constants in my life, of the things that I do every single day of my life is like I listen to a lot of music every day and I like do some sort of reading every day. Other than that, it could I can watch a documentary, I can watch a TV show, I can go drink with friends, I can travel somewhere, I can go off the grid like I did in September for like a week when I was in Connecticut. I could, you know, do a lot of different things. And to me, I feel so because I walked away from like gaming every day of my life for the last few months of the year, which was like an awesome choice, and I'm so glad I made that choice. I'm like super reinvigorated right now. I'm I'm messing around with the banner saga and I'm playing Tharsis and I'm excited about volume on Vita and, and we have gone home and I'm, you know, Lego dimensions go special. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like really stoked now about games. Cause I'm like, I took a break. You got to take a break from shit. Mm. You know, you can't mm-hmm. just consume for consumption's sake. That's, that's, that's kind of been my mantra. So, you know, I think you and I take, take a different tact on that. Although I respect the idea of like being well-rounded. I mean, again, I'm not saying about. everything, you know, I'm talking about like with walking dead, when I get into something, I get into it, you know, and I, I like want all of it. I want more. And then it's things like that. It's not about, I was going to say, if anything, it's Tim's about, on the same track you are of like, yeah, he's going to pick what he wants to do and go, but do it's it. just more picking more things. And like, I think in terms of real life stuff, it's leaving my comfort zone a little bit just mm-hmm. to be able to have new experiences to talk about. Cause I think that that's relevant. Like that's making this show better. Yeah. 
Um, all the shows better. Other things that are just that are New Year's resolutions for me always is going to be, you know, I want to do list videos. I want to do comedy videos. Yeah. I want to do rap videos. You got to do one of like, the comedy videos. All, and all that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like all those things, it's, I I want to do that. I want, I hope that there's. I reach a point in my life that those aren't resolutions that aren't going to happen. Sure. This year might be the year. Who knows? Um, in terms of making content that I, it's a New Year's resolution that I'm going to stick to. I have to do this is I want my social media game to be stepped up. And I, I don't mean that in the stupid, like superficial way of what like, people would take that of all oh, Tim like social media and stuff. It's like, I think that that is a strength that I have. And especially in terms of this group, the thing that could make me stand out is I could be the guy that does the funny vines and the, mm. and is on Snapchat and all that. And it's like, that could give me a pillar to stand on. And I want to come up with a plan where I'm making content for Instagram for Vine and thinking that way instead of just, oh, well, I'm doing this. I could take a picture and just post it. Sure. You know? Um, and I really want to focus on growing all that stuff because I think it's it's very valuable and that's the future. In the same way that we look at YouTube now and we're like, all right, that's the future of internet video. Well it's becoming just the present. What's next? And sure. I want to keep us going, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I also want to support people more. I've always been big on supporting people, but I feel like now, especially that we have such a position of influence, like power of influence, like we can tell people, check this out, and they will. And I think that uh, that's a very valuable thing. And, you know, you guys have been using it for a long time in terms of getting people's eyes on smaller games or bigger games or whatever it is. Like Gone Home, like how influential were you in Gone Home's success? I'm not saying you get full credit. No, no, yeah, but I was part of it. Exactly. Steve even said that. And it's things like that that are are huge. And to see all the tweets I get about like, oh, thank you for recommending Amplitude. I'm like, I love Amplitude. That's no problem. You didn't know about Amplitude. Like, that's great. You know, and uh, I've always been about that, about music and stuff. But even more than just telling people to listen to things, it's also like I've learned a lot. And there's been so many moments in my life where people have reached down to me and been like, hey, like, you should learn how to do this. I look at like Bernie from Rooster Teeth and a lot of stuff like that where I'm like, oh, you guys are doing this stuff. And when I talk to them, they're not holding secrets from me. They're like, here's how like yep. you're doing great. Here's how you can succeed if you just do this too. Sure, sure. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I want to do that for people. Like there's I, there's so many uh, of the, the best friends out there doing stuff. And I support that. Yeah. Like I'm very happy, very proud of them, like building things, doing all these different stuff. The number of people who hit us up and say, because, you know, I'm inspired and I went and did this because of you. And, and it's like, not yeah, just fuck, like right, making yeah. podcasts. Like I'm not even talking about just that. It's like doing whatever it is. So many people took our story about. and yeah, like I quit my job and I'm making this game or I'm, I put out this music album or I did this. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that uh, Patreons are a huge push. Like I reached sure. out to Tone F recently. I'm like, dude, you need to get on Patreon. Like, I feel bad doing what I do for a living and getting paid for it. And you're not. Like, you're an artist. You should be. Why aren't you doing this? You yeah. know, it's like that type of shit where it's like, it's on me to educate people. Yeah. I'm just like, I know how to do this. Here's the secrets. They're not secrets, mm-hmm. you know? So I want to do that a lot more, too. And then this sounds like a joke, but it's not. Don't laugh, everybody. A huge goal for me. Mm. I want to make a 30 under 30 list. Specifically, mm-hmm. the Forbes gaming 30 under 30 list. Okay. And I think I got a lot of work to do to do that. I got a couple years though. So I'm not necessarily saying this year is going to be my year because we, I got what? Three, three left. How yeah, old are you? 26 now. So I don't know how the, the cutoff dates work. <laughs> yeah, it's three yeah, yeah. or four that I have. Um, but I think that with growing kind of funny and doing all this stuff, I think I have a shot. I just got to figure out the qualifications for that. Sure. I'm going to need some help from people at some point. I understand. But I really want to do that. And I want it to be, I guess that's another thing is I want, I need, I feel like I need to do a better job of, um, explaining myself and what I do. So I'm not just known as the, 
the young guy and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, the kid guy and like, oh, the, the other, you know, the other half, the guy that everyone confuses for Nick. No offense. We have the same um, beards and haircut. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, I want to kind of be recognized for what I think I'm good at. And yeah. I think that I'm good at the the strategy stuff. And people are like, oh, Tim's the YouTube guy. But it's like, I want them to know what that means. I want them to know that it's like, no, I actually do have a business mindset about this stuff. And I enjoy that well, shit. I mean, you should do one one of your topics should be how you do everything. Because I think it's fascinating the way you go and look at t- search terms and this and what you do for thumbnails and all these different things. Yeah. Just um, do a I'm, class. I'd love I'll, to do that. I'll just hold the whiteboard and you just go and talk yeah. about what you do. But yeah. Because all that stuff, it's it's really fascinating to me, and it's I I just want to be known for that because I think that we're doing really cool shit. Yeah, and I think that's my in for the thirty under thirty. So I'm like, I need to keep pushing that. Speaking of the cool shit we do, Kevin, I need you to go out to the table where the booze is, the little booze table, the non bourbon, uh, and grab the two boxes. You know, you understand what I'm saying? You follow me on this he, one, big he's guy? He's gonna bring back two boxes of chocolate. That would be awesome. He just brings back two empty cardboard boxes. He's like, well, I don't know. You know how Kevin is. I think is. he just figured it out. He yeah. just figured it he's out figured it out. out. He's a smart guy. Um, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, if we're looking ahead while looking back or whatever, mm-hmm. it's important to finally share this. We've had oh, these yeah. for a, a couple days now or whatever. Thank you all for our success. You, you, Tim and Nick, you can do it. Unbox these bad boys. Put them up on that. So before we, we even show these, there's a backstory to this. And that backstory is that back when we were at IGN, um, YouTube started this program where if you get a certain amount of subscribers, like they send you these awards or whatever. Right. If you get a million subscribers, you get this big old gold one. Right. If you get a hundred thousand, you get this like smaller silver one. And uh, I remember when Google came to IGN was like, Hey, we're going to give you all this money to make YouTube channels and start happened. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, with up and noon with all that, that was like a, in a lot of ways, we made that happen where we were like it was our baby to get subscribers for that shit and it hit a hundred and we eventually they sent us these things but it wasn't ours we didn't own it yeah we helped build it we did all that but we didn't own it mm-hmm. and then we started this shit and i remember we, we were having a talk at 21st amendment and we're like we need that we need that to be ours we now have two of them yeah so yes we got our silver play buttons from youtube thanking us on 100,000 subs now if you're watching this you might say you guys have had 100,000 subs for a long time correct and what I thought would happen is that they, when you hit 100,000 subs, you just, yeah. when, you, when you hit 100,000 subs, I thought they just sent you the button. Yeah. And then it turned out after nine months of not having the button, I asked somebody, and they're like, no, you got to request the button. So I requested the button, so we have our two buttons. Now. This is the coolest thing in the world. It's very awesome. And it means so, a lot to us. I'm thinking about trying to figure out how to make one of these, like an actual functional button. You know what I mean? Where you like press turn on the lights? and something happens. Sure. Maybe turn on the lights, maybe flush your toilet, maybe order something from Amazon every time sure. someone hits it. Maybe, maybe it's like, like that, that Cameron Diaz movie where if she hits the button, she gets a million dollars but kills somebody. Oh, that was an actually interesting concept. I never saw that movie. Did you, no, the movie it did terrible, apparently. Did it? No, yeah, I never saw it. So we got to hang these somewhere in here, mm-hmm. I assume. But well, one's for kind of funny games, right. and one's for kind of funny. Yeah. So thank you, so all, thank you all, everyone watching this. This is, is a big, big moment for us. I got choked up reading the letter, of course. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, to, to mirror Tim's sentiment, it was it was an interesting... It was always sort of bittersweet accomplishing things in, uh, at IGN because, you know, we had a great team to do it. But, yeah, it's it didn't say... I don't know. This this to me, like... Um, although... <laughs> I just realized that it's... Oh, no, it's right. Okay, I was looking at it upside down. Um, what, well, you was, thought they misspelled it? I thought it was spelled wrong. I was like, oh, because the U's look like N's. Oh yeah, okay, 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 okay. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> looking at it, well, that would be that would be apropos for me. Food. That's probably wrong. Uh, you know, looking at it like it's just kind of funny, but in reality, it's just all of our names, yeah. and that's that's the most important thing to me. Yeah, going this is forward. these are two representations of things we did. These are ours. We did this. We um, made this happen. For point of uh, just for a point of reference, when you hit a million, you get the gold. But yeah. when you hit ten million, 
Tim, what do you get? You get the diamond. And at that point, they don't even put it in this case. They no. just send you this diamond-shaped play button. Yeah, it's amazing. One day. One day. One day. Always something to look forward to. One day indeed. Nick. Yes, sir. What's your topic? Uh, my topic. Uh, it's that time again, Greg. You know, Colin has his sports. You have your sports. Tim has his YouTube videos. I don't have much in this life. You don't. Except a beautiful life. wife, a successful business. Yeah, that, no, that doesn't matter. Kevin. It's uh, right there, not Kevin. Just talking to Mike. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I don't have a lot of hobbies. I never really played sports growing up, but I do love movies. And it's that time again. It's the Academy Awards season. And I want to talk to you guys specifically about the Academy Awards and the Best Picture nominations. Not oh. expecting you guys to have seen these, but I'm interested God. to run down the list and see if you've even heard of some of these movies. Sure. Mm. So I'll start. Hold on. Big fan of Colin M. Oh, hold on. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jesus God, Greg. Well, they're good. They're not bad. Just don't look through them. All right. So the Oscar nominations came out. I have no idea when. I'm assuming it was sometime. <laughs> it was yesterday. This is his Super Bowl. <laughs> this is my Super Bowl. No, my wife texted me today. She's like, my wife actually texted me and she said, um, She's seen all the movies on this list except for Mad Max. Holy shit, really? Which, yeah. So she's like, I guess I have to watch it now. I'm like, yes. Yes. It's on HBO. But I want to run down these real quickly and see if you guys have A, heard of them and B, seen them. How many of these are available on the back of Virgin America flight seats? I think probably at this point, mm, uh, maybe uh, five of them, maybe half. Okay. I would say. Starting off, The Big Short. Have you even heard of this? I've heard of it for sure. It's the one. Short. It's out in theaters right now. Um, it's on theaters right. I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not cheating. Don't cheat. Don't look. Um, Christian Bale's in it. Correct. He smiles really goofy in it, and I've seen that gif a lot getting kicked around. And is that an outtake or is that from the movie? Kev. Kev doesn't know. Um, Steve Carell's in it. He's wearing like uh, some kind of facial makeup stuff. Not like he wasn't Foxcatcher, but he's got something going on. I thought somebody. Mm. Somebody in this movie looks different than they. But they're themselves. There's another big star in this. That Chevy Chase. Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase is in fact not in this. It's actually Brad Pitt. Oh, Mizzou's own Brad Pitt is mm. in this. Um, mm. And this was a fascinating one because it came out. It's it's one of those that I feel like they snuck in right at the end of the year, mm-hmm. so that you know. And they do this a lot with indies where they're like, it's not. We don't have a huge marketing budget, so we need to get it in right at the end of the year, so it's fresh in everyone in the Academy's brain when they go to vote. Yeah. Um, and it's my. I haven't seen it, but it's supposed to be really, really good. It's about a group of guys that figured out. Um, they they projected the mortgage crisis that was going to happen. And they bet against it, and they won. They they made a shit ton of money apparently by forecasting the fact that the entire market was going to uh, crash. That was pretty fascinating. It Next, sounds good. I like the cast. Like it's one of those I've seen at least something for trailers, and I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. But I'm just, you know me. Yeah, I'm not motivated to get out to the theater. Write it down. The big short. We could all go together. We could do a movie. Together. We could. I would actually love to see that. I'd love to see all of these. I've seen uh, half of them. I think. Maybe no three quarters. What, Kevin? Why do we actually do it? Because I really want to watch. Last time I did, you all bailed on me, so I don't know. Could we actually do it? It's a great question. Gia's about to leave too. That's the last time you did it. Gia left. I had to go to her stupid bye thing. You didn't have to. You'd seen her a lot. You you guys go out on double dates all the time. I wanted a little bit of time with you. I couldn't even get it. I have a strict no double date rule with Kevin. So you is that because he gets too? Did you bleep yourself? Yeah, I did. Back to it. He does get tonguey. Yeah. Uh, next one on the list, Bridge of Spies. This is the... You guys familiar with this one at all? Nope. I know it. Um, I've heard of the title. Sure. 
whenever I hear the title, it reminds me of Man from Uncle that has Superman in it. And I'm always like, I should see Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle is actually fun. Okay. Not Did good you by watch any it? stretch of the imagination, but fun. Yeah. The trailers fun. for it came out of nowhere for me. I had no idea what it was. But every time they were on, I'm like, that looks cool. It Man was, from Uncle. It was fun. Yeah. Okay. It was a fun movie. That's as best as you can say for it. I don't Bridge think, of Spies. I don't think they were trying to be anything more than that. Bridge of Spies sounds familiar. And did somebody fame? So, is this like a. Like a Spielberg or a, a Spielberg Zemeckis? Film. No, okay. This is a, a Steven Spielberg Greg's film. killing it. It is. I just uh, well, I'm I'm killing it with like bits of information. I don't got shit. I can't tell anybody in the movie. No one, you don't can't pull anyone from the movie. No, John Candy. John, John Candy. Candy. <laughs> Been dead for a while. It's, it's digital <laughs> representation. Good, good, solid. Fifteen years, I think. John Died Candy and Tupac. <laughs> Tupac also dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hologram. Is uh, it Bridge of Spies? Is no, it no? Is it? It's a go-to. For Steven Spielberg. It's one of his boys. Tom Hanks. Yes, it is the Tom Hanks film. Oh, I like Tom Hanks though. And this is a film that I actually recently saw and recent and liked uh, largely because of the way it was shot. It was, it was beautifully, beautifully shot. 3D. But it is about, mm-hmm. Colin, you to be interested in this. Um, <laughs> when the U-2 uh, uh, spy plane went down mm. and uh, the Russians got the pilot, this guy, Tom Hanks' character. Gary Powers, I think his name yeah, was. Yeah, Tom Hanks' character was brought in to negotiate the trade mm. of him versus a Russian spy that they found in New York. Over the bridge. I'm gonna over, well, actually, it was literally over the bridge. It was, yes. it, was a che- it was a checkpoint, Charlie. Bridge so of they, Spies. Bridge of Spies. Um, cool. I would actually love to hear. <laughs> so far, you can just Google yeah. <laughs> Academy Awards Best Picture nominees. <laughs> you don't need to list at all. <laughs> would love to hear your perspective on it because it's, 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 it's based on true events, but they're always, they always say based on true events, so you never really know how much of right. it is actually true. And I'm this sure is the one where the guy says, look at me. I'm the captain now to Tom Hanks, right? That's exactly not the right one. <laughs> that was last year's Captain Phillips, but oh, thank my you. My apologies. And it, was, it was more like this. I'm the captain now. That's how it went. I've never been great with any other dialect than the UK. so I can't you, But you nailed the UK dialect. Oi! Oh, there it is. Look at me, governor. Me be the captain now. Beautifully what? done. What? <laughs> me be the captain now. <laughs> me be the captain now? Who said that? Black British beard? people. No, this is just, I'm just, this is like right now. If Kevin McDonald walked in and we Some asked sort her of to say the line from Bridges Spies, she'd say that. Mm-hmm. Next on the list. Okay. Brooklyn. Zero information. Zero information. Brooklyn. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Andy Samberg. <laughs> Brooklyn, I do, I did remember seeing a trailer for this. The, the, right. She is a woman who immigrates over. Irish immigrant. Yeah, thank you. Irish immigrant. And then, an Italian guy falls in love with her and they go dancing. There's a lot of dancing in the trailer. I haven't seen it, but that is my understanding of it. Yes. Okay. And, I did, and, and looking it up on IMDb, it is in, it's written by Nick Hornby. Is Jay-Z involved at all? It's a period piece. He did, he did, he did a period piece. He did something recently where he did music for some movie and Brooklyn sounds appropriate. You might be thinking The Great Gatsby because I think he did a track no, He did a lot Gatsby. of that. He did a it, it's possible. It's possible they did with this. Maybe. Um, I, I I have not seen this movie. I'm not very familiar with it. But it's a uh, the main character is Cersei Ronan, who you've probably seen in a bunch of stuff. CC Ronan. Cer- I think it's called pronounced. Wait, Cersei. click on her name and let Cersei. me and read me her IMDb credits. She fucks her brother. Uh, her, <sighs> wow. You went there. We were I all did. thinking it. I did. Spoilers for Game of Thrones season one. The only one I really, two. R- really, really Episode kind of... one. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, you probably wouldn't know her from any of these. I the could. only thing I really know her from is Hannah. It was a movie she did with uh, Eric Bana, but it was like a... That's a palindrome. Kind of came. Hannah. Mm-hmm. Hannah, Hannah, Bobana, Banana, Vanna, Fofana. I guess you're right. Uh, oh, yeah. I never thought about that. Hannah is a palindrome. I never thought about that in my the life. Name, this this movie H A N N A H at the end of it. No H at the end of this one. No, yeah. Sorry, guys. All right. Moving on. Like Hannah Barbera. Next film. 
Mad Max mm. Fury Road. Great movie. Saw it. Great movie. What'd you think? I liked it. You liked it? I really want this to win. Okay. Out of all the movies on this list, I feel like it should win. It's, well, I would be happy if another one of them won, but we're getting to that. Shortly. What happened with George it's Miller? It's cool that it's there. George Miller's saying that he doesn't want to do another one now. I don't know. It's pissing me off. They were there supposed to do a trilogy. today. Did you see the update today? No. And he's like, I still don't want to do it. Hold on. Fuck Australia. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, he was I, talking about I how fucking much of a pain in the ass it was to make it and stuff and how they were ready to go in 2010 and then it got all fucked up. Yeah, that one was, that one was, uh, there was a lot of history behind how hard that movie was to make. And it's unfortunate. But he was complaining. The one thing that bothered me, he was complaining, he's like the 27 hour trip to Australia over and over again. I'm like, George Miller, you fly first class in probably a sleeper fucking bed. I would do that flight as many times as I needed to to make my $200 million film if I, if I didn't have to sit in fucking coach. Just throwing it out there, though. Not, I, love the, I love the historical accuracy of basing the trilogy, the, the series in Australia because that's where the rest of them were shot. Could easily film in California, probably. Could easily find a desert somewhere in America where you could just film or anywhere where, where we're live. free. Mm-hmm. Really doesn't have to. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought that they did. I thought that they did film it somewhere else too. And but he was ta- he talked about that in the New York Post page six article. That so I so over at IGN, Alex Osborne writes an article saying, despite prior reports claiming George Miller's done making Mad Max movies, the Fury Road director says he still has more planned for the franchise. Miller told the rap he is he was misquoted in a recent interview after traveling for 27 hours, calling it a quote completely garbled interview in which the journalist got the wrong fragments of information that were just not true. I said no, another Mad Max movie will not be next, and she took that to mean I never wanted to make another Mad Max. It won't necessarily be next, but I have two more stories. Good, good. So you better you fucking tell him. He's gonna tell him. George, go tell him. Go get a monkey. Next up on the list for best picture, The Martian. Ah, which I Colin, I know you have some some lukewarm thoughts on. Yeah, it was you're fine. a big was fan fine. of the book. Yeah, the book is far superior. And this is this is what I was talking about with uh, a good corollary to this is is the road with Cormac McCarthy's The Road, and then the movie. And I think the movie was fantastic. The movie captured it's not as good as the book, but the movie captured the essence of Cormac McCarthy's Dark Dyer wrote like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, story about the end of the world and how there's no hope. It's over, and that was it's over. That's what I love about it. Like there's no hope. It's done. Right. And yeah, and like it's awesome, you know, and uh, I love that book so much. But I felt like when when the movie came out with Viggo Mortensen or whatever, I was like, that was a that was like, that's a fucking really great movie. It's like you don't really you should read the book. You don't necessarily have to because this kind of does capture the essence of the cannibals and the the road warriors that are kind of like just destroying people and just kidnapping them and leaving them in basements and eating them alive and shit like that. And I don't know. It's like it's it it captured the post-apocalyptic United States. and And I love how they didn't say what happened. To the world, mm-hmm. even in the movie, which would have been like a convenient plot point, they don't say in the book either. It's implied that it's a natural disaster, like a catastrophe that, like a volcanic eruptions or earthquakes or something that just destroys mm-hmm. the planet, as opposed to nuclear war or something. Right. Um, but with the Martian, I saw the Martian. Uh, Aaron and I watched it over Christmas break, and I was excited to see it, and I was a little disappointed. And I'm like, "This is why is everyone so crazy about this? This isn't nearly nearly as good as the book." It's, right. So it's one of those situations where. It's just the nature of a movie where it has to rush along. But I saw it. I'm like, this doesn't capture the essence of the book at all. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was like, this isn't impressive at all. I actually thought the, the casting was good. The acting was fine. But, you know, uh, Dr. Watney was played very well. Um, you but, had one one criticism of it, which I thought was really, really valid and kind of perfectly su- summarized, um, which you were like, it doesn't capture his emotional like state of how long he was there and like how lonely he was. And I think that like they tried to, but I, they they masked it with humor. Where it was like, oh, he's going to stay in good spirits by saying these quippy lines. But you kind of put it in perspective for me. You're like, he was there a really fucking long time. 
And you don't really get an understanding of that in the movie. Yeah, he's alone. And like, it's not it doesn't it's maybe impossible to capture the essence in my mind of he's there for a very long time, but he's also there for a very long time in which he cannot speak to anyone. And I'm not talking about like being not being around people. He has no contact with anyone. He There's no way for him to talk to anyone. Right. So it just doesn't like the book really goes on and on about like his mental state. And he is he does use a lot of whom the book is funny in, in some ways because that's like how he keeps himself straight. But they go into little things like where he keeps listening to disco because that's all he has access to. And they right. do go into that a little bit. But like there's other things like where he all he has is like three's company and happy days to watch and shit like that. And like he just watches this shit over and over again. Like there's these things where it's like this is all his he only has access to like 1970s entertainment. He's totally alone. He has no access to books or no access to learning of any kind. He's mm-hmm. just by himself. And you feel bad for Mark Watney in that book because he's he was left he was left for dead on this planet. And they never really captured the essence of his own struggle with that. He always forgave them as he did in the movie, like immediately understanding that there was a sandstorm and they had to get the hell out of there. And they thought he was dead. His, his suit was punctured. So the pressure should have killed him anyway. Right. Um, or the lack thereof. But uh, yeah, I just I, I, I was finished watching the movie. and I was like, that was not very good. Like, mm. I don't I don't see how this is best anything material. And, mm. I, and I, I'm, I'm wondering if it's just. Having being devoid of the context of, of um, uh, Andy Weir's book, which came out, you know, several years ago. So, you know, maybe a lot of people didn't read it and they just went and saw the movie, which I respect. Maybe I would have liked it more if I just didn't See, know I that the book was way it. fucking better. Because for me, there is that part like and granted, like, I mean, we you've talked about it before and I'm I was paying. But I'm as a moviegoer who hasn't read the book, I'm paying attention to the day count. And when he gets shot out of the pull of Mars or is about to and finally gets to talk. There's a great reaction from Matt Damon where he gets choked up and he leans back and starts crying and then he responds. And for me, I was like, oh, right. This is the first time we talked to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, I got that part out of it. For me, I liked it better than Mad Max. But this is, again, where we start getting into favoritism versus critiquing something. Where mm-hmm. I think Mad Max is a, probably a more put together film and special effects and this, that and the other. But like, I enjoyed the movie way more. But it's my own selfish i like that kind of story more and it's not that i don't think the martian's a bad movie or that i think martian's a bad movie i just don't think it's like a good or great movie i think it's just it's fine it's the same way i felt frankly about hateful eight where it was like hmm. where i'm like this movie's fine uh, my is what? hateful eight on the list no um so now, it's, technically i don't know if that's because it, it wasn't released in, yeah. in, well it must like, the wow. revenant the revenant is is nominated isn't it that came out the after Revenant is nominated yeah that's the next huh. on the list so but is that's that some weird. weird? They put it in limited release somewhere. It's da, a possibility. Da, da. I really, I don't know. I, I, you know, I did, I, I didn't see it until it came out in widespread release about sure. a week ago. Um, no, last week, last Friday, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, it may have been. I mean, it also, and I don't think Hateful Eight would have gotten nominated. Should all? Not for best picture, I don't think. I mean, well, I actually, think Hateful Eight definitely picture. is in the nomination because best supporting actress is from Hateful oh, Eight. She go. was nominated. The woman. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's weird. I definitely would think you'd get nominated. Yeah, there it is. for Jason Lee. There you go. So yeah, it, it, so it made the categories. So yeah, it must have. It just didn't. What? You're not what talking into the microphone. Kevin just went like this. Nick. No, this is the mic. I'm shoving it. You in put your it mouth. on. You went like this. Like that, that. That's Greg's move, Kevin. Picture of you. That's not Nick's there move. There you go. Don't do fucking Greg's move. Um, Kevin, you can do. God, that's great though. George Miller got nominated for best director for Mad Max, which is awesome, and that doesn't always happen, which is cool. To see. Well, who um, will, well, so wait, I mean, out of Best Picture. We're still going. More. We're still oh, okay. going. So the next one on the list is The Revenant. Now, The Revenant, I don't think any of you guys have seen it. I, I want to see it. I really don't want to spoil yeah. it, and it's just out, so I won't say too much about it. But the, uh, but it, do, it does, it's one of those films that I think uh, leaves you with a lasting impression. Unlike, like for me, it was the same as Fury Road, where I'm like, that was something different that I haven't seen in a really long time. The Revenant is very much on that list where you're like, this is a fucking, like, experience it is a brutal assault to every sense you know minus smell of course and touch probably just the visual audio there you go that's true 
Um, but I'd be really interested to see what you guys think of the Revenant because it is it is something very unique and very different. You may not like it, but you got to give it credit for for being what it is. Which is I think I'm going to love it. You're going to love it. I I it's not only the setting, only the the, the period piece kind of historicity of it, but also like I just remember seeing the trailer and being like, this is beautifully shot. This is this is a I just it's, like I love snow and alpine like kind of shit and mm-hmm. and pine trees and wilderness and and like wild west kind of shit like i just like all of that kind of stuff put together it was actually one of the things that was cool about hateful eight um yeah because i had all of that as well mm-hmm. well uh, the th- i mean the, the the production behind this was you know it made a lot of waves in the industry because it was a really really a very very hard shoot he wanted to shoot specifically like a lot of it or if not all of it during magic hour which was um it's a very very hard thing to do for a film because you basically are only shooting for two hours a day yeah you know um a lot of his crew was you know the 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 circumstances behind it were really really hard you know they were actually shooting out there there was not a lot of support didn't um, like dicaprio have to have like uh, sag step in or something the unions did get like, involved because yeah. they were like you are kind of mistreating uh your people here but alejandro uh in Rita was like well i'm gonna do it anyway and apparently rubbing the wrong way at the studios but i have to say as much as all that sounds terrible the move it does show in the movie like you do it, feel the like struggle. You feel it when you watch this, like how hard it would have been for those people to live and exist back then, and how hard they would have had to fight for survival in every single every single aspect of their life. Gotcha. Every single aspect. Gotcha. Um, it's pretty cool. It's definitely. I recommend that definitely to anyone. Yeah, I need to watch it. Who who was a fan of cinema? Um, next up on the list is Room. Are you familiar with this at all? No, no idea what this is. Room. Room. Nah. You're writing room down too? No, the revenant. Okay, you got it. Right. Yeah, I would say that's that's first of all. I think I think Batman this v Superman on there too. It's coming yeah. out soon. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm surprised Fury Seven's not on this list. Maybe it'll come. What up. is room? Tell me about room. room I don't know what room is. A movie starring Brie Larson, who was uh, oh, she was in Scott yes. Pilgrim versus the World. Okay. Uh, she was also in. She's uh, not 21, the newsroom girl. Twenty One Jump Street. She was the cute girl that the love interest for Jonah Hill. I'll and, bring up a picture. Uh, of her. She oh, was Envy Adams I think in it, Scott she, Pilgrim, the singer. Show me a photo. We have the internet right here. We do. I'm gonna show you a photo of her right now. Oh, this girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, yeah. I can see why this is a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, she's... she was on The Office too, wasn't she? Or am I thinking of another show? No. She was it on? Look, no. She looks like Jenna. What's her name? No. 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 no I, I know that's it's what not I, Pam. That's what I, I know it's not Pam. That she looks There's like. There's some her. show where she was on with me. big black glasses and a hair and a ponytail, and she started dating one of the main characters at the end, and then kind of like dropped on. But I don't watch that many shows. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. The League, maybe? No, I don't watch The League. No. You keep going and tell us what the room is. I'll find out what I'm in. Uh, Community. There she was. Abed's girlfriend. Abed's girlfriend. There you go. Thanks. What's the room about? Room is an idiot. <laughs> okay. I, I had, this is another one I have not seen, but okay. my wife really, really liked it. And Finnegan of, was talking about A lot of people one. are saying that she's probably... Um, I'm pretty sure she was nominated before I misspeak. Let me look. Yeah, she's nominated for Best Actress, so a lot of people are saying she's definitely going to win. Okay. And looking through this, I haven't seen Brooklyn, but I've seen, I don't know what, 45 She was also in Trainwreck. I can't mm-hmm. imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she played the sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she. The story is about a, a, a mother and son who are basically uh, forced to live in a room by someone for like five years. Oh, wow. So the kid, all the kid knows is this room, and it's about how she has to basically create this world for this her child to shield him from this horrible situation. Jesus, in. and like what happens when they get out, and so like it just just based on that is alone, it, I'm like fuck. it's out out. You can go see it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can go see it. It's been out for a while. Colin, um, put it on the list. No, so it's can't do it. 
Yeah, my wife my wife came back from seeing that. That's another one where she kind of saw by herself and she was like, "This is it's really intense." Apparently, is it on Virgin America yet? Uh, probably. Yeah, I'll check. Amazon Prime. I, if only there were a way to check what's on Virgin America <laughs> right now. I'm on we it. don't know. Uh, Open my out, Red Entertainment System app. <laughs> rounding out the list is Spotlight, and this is a movie I have seen. Are you familiar with this at all? No. Not to be confused with The Big Short because they sound very similar. Do they? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> they both sound like indie films that no one's seen. <sighs> no, I don't know anything about Spotlight. Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo. What? Batman and Hulk in one movie? It's true. <laughs> uh, follows the story of the uh, Boston Globe, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, um, the, the, yeah, the, uh, the Catholic Church. Yeah, the expose that they wrote on I the Catholic Church. I want to see that too. What is that one called? The, uh, Spotlight. Spotlight. Which is really, really cool. Really, really cool film. Very, it's a big ensemble cast, and it just follows the story of how they basically uncovered uh, the Catholic Church's um, conspiracy that was going on with uh, priests molesting uh, mm. young children. And how it was supposed to be, you know, it starts as sort of an isolated incident. And then throughout the course of the, the story, they, they've they been covering it up in a lot of different areas for a really long time. So gotcha. it's pretty crazy. Um, what's up, Ken? The room is not on no, Thank you very much. It's room, not the room. room. Just room. Yeah, not the room. 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 There is a movie called The Room that every woman. Yeah, that's like an indie. That's yeah, that's like the one that's like the cult thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cult I, classic. I haven't seen that either. So anyway. Looking at this list. Yeah. It's always fascinating to me because they always, you know, I've been, I've been a fan of the, I've been watching the Academy Awards since I can remember. And it's always dawned on me that I'm like, you know, I, I know these are good films. And, and, and the Academy Awards is, is probably one of the only um, award shows that's, that tries to have some level of credibility left. You know? Prestige. Prestige. What are you talking, you know? what are you, what are the Game Awards? Well, there's the Game Awards. Trending Game Jeff Keighley. Esport. Clearly makes great. Esports champion Esports 2016. Champion, yeah. Uh, but you know the Golden Globes just happened, and they let you know the Martian get best picture, best comedy, and it was like, what, what the fuck are you doing there? Yeah. Um, but the Academy Awards, I look forward to, um, and it's actually fun for me to go through this list and realize the ones that I haven't seen, the ones that I want to see. I probably won't see Brooklyn, but I do want to see The Big Short, and I do want to see Room. I want to see most of these movies. Yeah. You do a good job of selling them. They should hire you to introduce the list and talk about them. Oh, I'd love to. Like, okay. like, like host the Academy Awards. No, just like do a video. Just do. That's awesome. I'll do it. <laughs> Um, so many cocaine jokes. So many. I'm I'm honestly shocked that Hateful Eight's not on that list. You you like Hateful Eight nominated. that much? Well, I mean, I I enjoyed it a lot. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I mean, just based on the, the craft alone, I think it deserves to be on the list of. Uh, we got to talk movies. about this movie at some point. We can talk like, about I, it now. No, we can't. I mean, the, like, but, I don't like, care. I'm never. Uh, the, this is a movie I'll see on demand. I'm sorry, I gave up. I'm I'm moving my chips to Revenant. I still uh, Paula still needs to watch it. I'm moving my chips to Revenant. The way that movie was shot, the acting in that movie, the just like the soundtrack, the aesthetic, all of those things, like that alone, I think, is a step above so many other movies that like it should be nominated. So it's nominated in three categories. It's nominated. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is nominated for Best Supporting Actress, which she did a ridiculously amazing fun, fun job. job. I would say a fun job in that. Yeah, you know, I she just had yeah. great job with the character, but I don't, at no point did I ever feel like she was like. Really immersed in that character. Yeah, nor did I, I, I disagree with that. I just like I don't want to spoil anything, but as I totally disagree with that. There's things once and Sean Finney brought this up to me. He's like, because he watched it twice, and he was like, on the second viewing of this movie, it's a much different movie. Where when you know all the characters' intentions, and you're like, oh shit, mm-hmm. that's a really different way to look at it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I think that her acting, it goes from being fun to being really, really, really good. Interesting. If you think about it, from if you know her intentions from the end of the movie. 
watching from the beginning. See, I felt I felt like watching it that none of the I thought all the characters are playing their roles a little tongue in cheek, and that yeah, was I by agree. design. I think that, and that's. Great. And I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying like as a direct uh, juxtaposition to like Django Unchained, where they were trying to really kind of have a little bit more well-rounded characters. I think that his approach to this was, hey, we're going to write the stereotypical like characters that you'd find in these ridiculous spaghetti westerns, and we're going to have fun with it, and we're going to turn around inside a little bit, and it's going to be more like a stage play with a lot of humor imbued in it. But I think there's, that there was so much subtle things that happened in that movie that were so, so awesome that I can't... I was impressed watching that movie, just watching it. Right. And like, I was bored the first hour. Like, I was like, eh, I don't know if I love this movie. And even leaving it, I'm not like, this is the best thing ever. Because Django is my favorite movie of all time, period. Yeah, it's a great film. But, but watching this, I was constantly impressed by little things. Like, every motion they did, there was like some reason to it. Mm-hmm. And again, don't want to spoil anything, but there's a part where the blocking where they divide a, the room into two parts, and it's like that represents the north and the south, and the people that are on one side represent a different thing than the others. Mm-hmm. And there's times when they tell a story about, and I'm just making this up because I don't want to spoil anything. Sure, but the, they'll be telling a story of like, yeah, and then this guy went and attacked that guy, but then he did this and whatever, and then they reenact that in the blocking later, mm-hmm. and like Samuel Jackson crosses the line, and they don't bring attention to it, but he goes and he's talking to these guys, and then does the exact same thing. That they told in the story earlier. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's it's worth seeing just in general based on how fascinating and how well a good a job they did of cutting up the space. Because it really is, if you think about it, aside from some of the exteriors and, and that, that first intro scene, your two main sets are the the inn that they're at. And then the the stable. Uh, the sta- uh, well, the stables a little bit, but I would say more like the the, the cart in the beginning is, like yeah. you know, that's the first half hour mm-hmm. where they're going back and forth. And then. Majority, it's in one location. That's pretty much it on one set. So it's cool to see how he puts those characters around to keep it fresh. Because generally speaking, if you have just a story that, like, if you ever see stage plays a lot, and this is this is this is why it's hard for me to consume stage plays, is that you're literally just watching characters exist and and interact with each other on one, in one setting, and you feel like it's kind of boring at first. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of boring at first until you until you. And this shows that kind of what a master craftsman all these guys are now is that he lulls you into that boredom and yeah. then starts to sort of build that intrigue and then that humor. And then you start to like the characters, even though you fucking hated them at first. And then you like, I'm not how, what's going to happen. That's the thing is like, I think the tongue in cheek stuff obviously was, yeah, on, but it pur- was on purpose. And it's like, I think that all the characters represented something different. Sure. There's the French guy. There's the, yeah. you know, like the English but again, guy. I, that, don't, I don't think he set out to make Django Unchained. And that's, that's what I think is the distinction is I think that, and again, I don't know Quentin Tarantino. I've talked to him a man in years. You know, Michael Madsen though. I do know Michael Madsen. I have met Michael Madsen. I've met his family. Been to barbecues at his house. I've worn his pants. I wore Michael Madsen's pants. Um, <laughs> but I don't... Uh, you wore him as pants. I, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I, I think he did this one for the sheer entertainment value of it, right? And so I'm not, I don't, I'm not disappointed that it's not on the best picture list because I don't think that's what it was all about. I think it was more of just like making this weird, strange, fun like play that is a movie and, in, and just enjoying the shit out of it and shooting it in 70 millimeter, which is fucking awesome to see. Um, that 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 wide of an aspect ratio and how he used that was really really fascinating too. So yeah, so I mean, I guess is so it, that, is it nominated for that's what I like about it. It's nominated for the two things that I thought were the strongest, which were it's nominated for best original score, which is oh any, my uh, god, it was Ennio incredible. Mariconi, um, who has done scores since I mean forever, forever. He did like a bunch of scores in the eighties. Amazing. This is actually apparently the first time he's not been nominated for anything. So. 
if he wins the Academy Award, this will be the first one he ever won, supposedly. And Quentin Tarantino takes. Full I mean, he he's up there with John Williams. You just don't know it. You do. You just don't know it. And then there's Robert Richardson is nominated for Best Cinematography for The Hateful Eight, and Robert Richardson's been around forever too. So that's that's cool to see. So mm. does that make you feel better, Tim? You were upset that it wasn't nominated. You don't think it's one? You said I don't think it's the best movie ever, but it deserves to be nominated. It's nominated for the things you like, and that's good. I still think that it did so many of those things right that it's like personally, mm-hmm. I think that that it definitely. Deserves okay. a, at least a nomination. I haven't seen most of those movies, so it's, so just from a visual standpoint, running down the list, it's up against really stiff competition. True. Mad, Mad Max has got Mad it. Max is in there. It's I up say against it John Seal for Mad Max and Emmanuel Lebowski for The Revenant, and The Revenant is going to win. You think The Revenant's going to win? Because I was just I was just thinking about the spectacle that Mad Max is. Yeah, like yeah. that. Like I was like because Mad Max is one of those things. Not that I know anything about cin- cin- cinema because I fucking don't, but. I was I like watching that movie and knowing it was all practical or whatever. I'm like, how the fuck did you even film this movie? Yeah. You know, I, I know it cost 200 million dollars to make. It was an extremely expensive movie to make. But I, I watched that the whole time and I walked out of there and I was like, I can't believe that that movie even exists. Like, I don't know how you fucking film that shit. You have to, like, it's insane. It's like absolutely an insane movie to, to film all these, yeah. these stunt actors and these vehicles exploding and all it's you can really it's one of those things where I'm like, you can only get this right once. Right. Like you can't you don't have another five of these cars do you like you can't possibly shoot this again can you like it seems like it was there was so much at stake when they were doing yeah. these big scenes i i haven't seen the revenant although the revenant looks beautiful in the trailer i just to that i was like the spectacle's insane like how could mad max not win that it's against yeah. it's against the revenant sicario and carol and carol was shot i believe on 16 millimeter which is it's it pronounced carl carl <laughs> if you watch Carl, carl. Uh, but, um, I, but i want to say real quick if i don't if you don't mind just no, about, no, no. about hateful eight before we move on is that I think it was beautiful. I think the acting was good. I think the acting was tongue in cheek. That's what I took away from it too. Like the acting, I don't think like it was it was ridiculous in a way. And I thought yeah. that that was like kind of the I, that was, was kind of the idea. Yeah. But I think they nailed it. Which yeah, is yeah, good yeah. Acting. they definitely but, did. But the one thing we didn't talk about is that the, the story. The story sucks. And like that's like one of the things that like there's a major hangups in that story where I'm like I cannot get over this. Like I, I, almost immediately, I'm like I'm like the whole story is predicated on nonsense. Yeah. The whole story is nonsense and I don't want to like get into but see, why but that is because I don't want to spoil it for anyone either but that was the thing I was hanging up I'm like I don't care how it looks and it how the acting is and all this kind of stuff when it sh- this shouldn't have ever happened like that was like what it was in my mind I'm like this should have never happened this doesn't make any well, sense but, and the more the movie see, went on I'm like I'm like this movie gets worse and worse like to, towards the end I actually liked the way it began because it began slow and plotting which I thought was intentional I liked it I'm like they're developing the characters they find the the in all this kind of stuff and the more it goes like after the intermission I'm like Jesus Christ I, I like I'm right. Uh, I was right. and, and the two people I, was, I thought I was crazy because when I walked out of there I was with Nate and Angie, and I was like, so you guys must have loved it or whatever. And they're like, no, I was like, okay. And I was like, that's so funny because I'm like, I feel the same exact way, and I feel crazy because Django is so fucking good in every way. Yeah. That movie is spectacular. I, I couldn't believe how good that movie was. I always talk about how I saw that Gone Girl and. Wolf of Wall Street back to back to back in like three days, and I'm like, God I don't think it. I'll ever watch three movies that are better than those three movies. Like, like yeah, you're not, just just that's, clumped that's together, hard, yeah. And so Django always held a special place with me, even though I only saw once because I'm like, I was riveted by it. I was like, was this is fantastic? Every, Jamie Fox is fantastic. Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio, fantastic. You know, and I watched this movie, and I'm like, I'm I, I don't think it's bad. It's the same way I feel about Martian. I'm like, this isn't a bad movie. You should no, see it. You, no, should see, you no. might have a different interpretation of it. You might love it. I know a lot of people that do love it, but to me, I walked out of there and I was like. I couldn't get over the story. I couldn't get over the story. I I, I don't want to say any more of, than that. And it, without that that fundamental keystone of film, mm-hmm. it just everything else fell apart for me because he it shouldn't have happened. That's what I kept saying to myself. I'm like this this situation is totally unnecessary. That's what I kept, that's what yeah, I kept saying I mean, the whole I, time. I, I bought I I just was it's to me it's a Tarantino film right, and that's a loaded thing to say because with that you assume that he's going to be 
You Long-winded. assume that his goal is to be nominated or to, to make something that's like the cool fucking indie movie that is not really an indie movie, yeah. but it is kind of, and everyone saw it, and it's going to be like revolution. It's basically, you assume it's going to be Pulp Fiction every single time. Where Pulp Fiction came out and everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know you could do that. That's not legal. Is that legal? Like, is that is that how you can tell a story? I didn't realize you could do that, right? And it blew everyone's fucking mind apart of like how you actually edit and tell a story in a film. And so he's had he's held to that standard constantly, but give the guy a break. Hateful Eight, fun movie. Leave it at that. It doesn't need to be anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Beautifully shot by Robert Richardson. Um, well, he'll pro- he. I mean, he, to get a nod like that is awesome. But I, again, I don't think he'll win. He's up against stiff competition, specifically with the Revenant. So we'll see. We shall see when the Academy Awards happen. On no idea. We, it's his Super Bowl, and he has no, <laughs> no idea. My camera will be on in February. My topic. Comes from patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can go and support us. Our dream, Nick's dream of making an animated series Hello. and get your topic read in the air, just like our friend Tack Track did. Yeah. Tack Track's topic is your first kiss. When was it? Who was it with? Mm. How did it go down? And where was it? In typical Tack Track fashion, I would have liked to tell you a tale, except I can't this time because I was underage and I don't want to get my friend's mom into trouble. I what? fucking love Tack Track. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's rapped about Rap it. Everybody on. Google Tack Track, go listen to his albums, find his YouTube page where he raps and you can listen to all sorts of stuff there. Oh, my first kiss. What do you got for me? You're at a sock hop. The year was 1953. I want to say fifth grade. Oh, wow. Okay. Fifth grade. Um. So, okay. Fifth grade. Who was it with? I had, we were, well, let me set the setting for you. Let me set the well, stage. I was going you. down Tack Track's questions. You can go in your I'll own. I'll get to all those questions, but you know what? Tack Track doesn't own me. He doesn't fucking own take me. Take us on a walk, Nick. I'm going to take you on a little stroll real quick. A young, probably the same weight, Nick Scarpino. <laughs> but shorter. Shorter. Okay. The weight's compressing a bit. It's compressed. I think I was in either the fifth or sixth grade, right? And it was like the summer before we were supposed to all go into junior high. So you still had that sort of insular group of people that sure. you were, you know, you were your friends. And for some reason, my, my parents were gone mm-hmm. and I had some friends. Over. Yeah, they did. And we, I think we played spin the bottle, which is the, one of the only times I can remember doing that. And it was, I don't, are we saying names? Are we mentioning names? Let's just not. I mean, yeah. I, 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 my story is so innocent. Yeah. I don't mind saying a name. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll say a name too. You don't have to. Your uh, wife. <laughs> no, it wasn't my wife. Um, definitely oh, yeah. not my wife. A young lady who shall not be named uh, was there. I did not. I mean, I knew her. She was around. Sure. But I wasn't. <laughs> but I wasn't like me. I got, we were in class together. Like, you know, we, when, you're, yeah, yeah. when you're in sixth grade, it's like the same 30 fucking people you're in class with from like grade one all the way to six. Right. It's the same people. And so we knew each other, but we weren't romantically involved. In any stretch of matter. We didn't have crushes on each other. We weren't like dating, you know, you used to back in the day. But I was Will like, you go out with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, and I actually had a crush on someone else at the time, but the bottle can't land it on her. And I was like, I mean, I'll give this a shot just to get it out of the way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, and I had, I probably had like pecked before, you know, Okay. but this was the first French. Oh, so we go, we go into, we're downstairs in my parents' house. We go into the downstairs bathroom, lock the door. That's where you had to go. That was like the, those the were sexiest the, spot. Those were the, those were the, it wasn't a closet. So it was up. the downstairs. You bathroom. weren't even playing spin the bottle like normal people do where it's just in front of everyone. You kiss and move no, on. No, this was like, you got to go seven into minutes it. Was seven minutes it was more like seven minutes of heaven, but it was The DLC package of spin the bottle. Exactly. I like it. Um, so we went in and I was like, we were super awkward about it. And I was, I was like, I, you don't have to do this. I was trying to be cool. I'm like, you don't have to do you this don't if you don't want to. to. And she's like, I don't mind. And I'm like, 
And it was at that moment that I realized that I'm most attracted to the women who were attracted mind. to me. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> and we kiss, and it was the weirdest thing because I didn't like it at first. Oh, sure. No. I was like, this Your first French kiss? Her, yeah, her likes tongue that. came into my mouth, and I was like, whoa, was that supposed to be in there? Whoa. I don't understand. It's a different feeling. Like, it was a very weird feeling having someone else's tongue in your mouth for the first time. But I got used to it. And then as the day went on, I think we like so you there was some, by the bottle. way. I should say there's only like five of us in this. There are six of us in this yeah, whole situation. Yeah, so it's like is. there's it's not like we're there's 30 people and I'm never getting back to this girl. Like we end up making out like pretty much the rest of that day. And by Every the so end of the day, like, like, you want to go back to the bathroom? Yeah. And by the end of the day, I was like, I'm pretty hooked on this. This is uh, this I like is kissing great. and so, I never kissed her again. OK. After that day. So with the spin the bottle, I mean, that's that's a thing. Was it a thing for you guys? I don't think it was spin the bottle. It was truth or dare. Truth or was dare was that. more than that. Truth okay. or dare always was going to end in that. Some, that's how it was going to go. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. You, like, that was, yeah. I felt like that was always the point. You mm-hmm. know, I never wanted to play it because that was the point. It was awkward because you were with all your friends and it's like, ah, God. Yeah, everyone sit the issues. fuck alone, please. Yeah. yeah. I was, <laughs> if I want to give someone a hand job, I'll give someone a hand job. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> you don't need to dare me to do it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like there was the middle school in general was truth to dare, spin the bottle. That was all life was. Yeah. Is that is that bullshit in movie theaters, which movie theaters is just let's go make out with people. And jobs. Sure. Or sure, actually, sure, sure. to be fair, at least in my <laughs> in my experience, that was not what movie theaters were. Movie theaters were. That was the intention. Yeah. Now, I don't know and if it's I so ever actually. Rarely, well, it rarely became that. Yeah. There was one time. There was it wasn't kissing. But it was more than BJ. Kissing. Yeah, yeah. You got a My, BJ, and a, I, and a I did. You do the whole thing where you no, hollow out the bottom of the popcorn. It was the handy. It was the handy. And uh, my good friend Curran, he was, did it. Gave you a handy. Was you know he was just like got really touchy that day. No, he was in the row right in front of me, uh, with the girl that I was with's cousin, and it was just the best situation. He had just met her that day. Mm. There was nothing really going on with no them. No sparks in front there. of us. Anything. It was just hilarious because I was just getting jerked off with Curran in front of me, which is hilarious. Um, now, it's, can I ask a dirty question? I know exactly it. what he's going to ask. Did you were, did you reach completion? I did not. Okay. I did not. Yeah, I was but, wondering the same thing. Did he come on him? Did he oh, come on him? Is that no. where this is going? When you're in a movie theater, dude, he was so close to me, you know? But uh, yeah, I don't know if he knows that, actually. No, he so does. Hopefully he does. And he married that cousin. Exactly. But uh, yeah, no, it's... In terms of kissing, like Do you I remember your first kiss. I don't. I don't mm. know. Like I, can't, I, there's not like a first kiss moment that I'm like that was it. And I feel kind of bad about that because that's I'm I'm really into that type of shit. But I mean, if if you're counting the spin the bottle kisses and stuff, like oh shit, I don't know. There was so anyone in my middle Jesus, school class. You, it just happened. You know. Yeah. But that's what we all did. We're freaking horny little teenagers. I know. And we're millennials. I just, remember, I just remember this do. because there was wide gaps between like oh, my experiences. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd always be like, this is cool. This is awesome. I hope this happens Let's all the time. do this all the time. Like six years, years later. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember, I, I want to give a shout out to my girl, Jennifer Huey, who we did it. And at some point she was like, hey, Let's switch this up. Do you want to do the Spider-Man kiss? And I'm like, yes, I want to do the Spider-Man kiss. So I tried to go upside down on a chair and shit, and it worked. And it was really different. It felt really weird. And like, you're not used to kissing someone upside down because when you're in that situation, never. I recommend it. Thank Everyone, God for Spider-Man. You go home. Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Smash the dunst. Smash the dunst. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I did. And it was it was different. It was real different. I can't wait. Mine wait, was. Wait, did Colin say yes? Because I want to. I want to save yours for the last. <laughs> I want because I want to take notes on it for the for the documentary. I apologize, Colin. Colin, Colin. 
I mean, I don't remember specifically which girl I kissed first. There were like girls, or that kissed me. Just because in middle school, like you, you date girls, like, and they're not real kisses. You know, like not like real kissing. Like at least in my experience, wasn't. It was like, oh, you, you know, like sixth grade, seventh grade, that kind of stuff. The tenth grade was when I like dated, like really had my first relationship, and that was like when I like you know when shit started to go down. It was with it was with a it was with a girl that was a year older than me, um, and that was like my first like ridiculous make out kind of girl ever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. after like all the, the little pecking when you're going out with girls. And right. So right. that, um, and then, uh, th- like there was a girl that was like a year younger than me a little later that like, we used to just like make out in school, like after school, like I just had like, I, I remember, I remember her so well, like that I, bell rings and you're just fucking like, I just, I remember her so well. And like, I just had a crush on her. Like it was one of the first, like only times where I was like, I just told her, I'm like, I, you know, like, you know, you're hot basically, you know? Yeah. And like, and she was like, she, I don't know. So that was like one of those things. And then, you know, and then I had, I was like in a relationship for a couple of years in high school. So, um, but I yeah, just imagine you, you leaning against the lockers after school with a leather jacket slung over her shoulder, <laughs> just like Vinnie Barbarino and the girls just making out with you. And she's like, the bell rings and, and you guys stop. She goes, are you going to call me? And Colin just says, yeah, whatever. <laughs> And then walks away, like slings it over, puts it on. There was, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, Schwinn. There were, there, <laughs> I, I, I dated a few girls in high school that, like, we definitely made out a lot at school. Like, you know, oh, yeah. like, because it was just, because it was just easier that way, like, you know, in, mm-hmm. when it wasn't the weekend and stuff like that. But then by the time I was in 11th grade, yeah, I dated the same girl for a while. And I, I, it was funny you guys were talking about, like, I remember dating girls and going to movies. I remember, I remember the movies. That like I saw with these girls. Sure. Mm-hmm. Too fast, uh, too furious. Zoolander was mm-hmm. one. Uh great film. Uh Legally Blonde. Great film. Jurassic Park Three. Not a good film. <laughs> uh like all these like random movies I remember being with like girls at. Like and and the whole like weird like you know, like what do you do? Yeah, you like, like, now like it's you're like, watching the movie with the entire time. You're really you're just, not watching. You're that's scrutinizing what I was earlier, the like, difference between, like the like distance between your arms. Should give me a signal? Should, should I do like, this? Should I do this? Should yeah, I? like the whole, you know. Yeah, yeah. but like it's like, so funny when you think about it. Like you know, you, we're we're adults now, or supposedly adults now, and uh, now. and you, you think about it now, and it's like when you when you you are into someone, or like you know when you're in a serious relationship as an adult, it's just like it's so much easier now, like to just express how you feel and. Grab the hand or put your arm around someone like it's not a big deal at all. Like when you were a kid and you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. Street, I grab their hand. Yeah, and, like it's like such a calculated, silly thing. And when you when I look back on all these all these things, not that I, I didn't have like that much experience. I wasn't like making out with everyone. I had you know there's a few girls I like dated um, for any amount of time in high school, but it was. Um, it's like it was like so stressful to be like, what is the move and like what do yeah, you do right. and blah blah blah. I mean it's that like, that goes deep though. Like you know, going a little further than the first kiss, like in situations where like sleepovers and stuff, like group sleepovers, and then oh you is have it a co-ed to be, sleepover? Yeah, and it's like all right, you've spent the entire night planning out like where get, you're setting up yeah, shop, yeah, yeah. and then oh she happened to be next to you, and it's like oh man, like great she wanted. To, to be next to me, then it, you don't sleep. Like, then it just turns, it's more than a movie. Because the movie ends in, uh, like in two hours. This is all night. And you're just laying there and you're like, all right, what if I just pretend I'm asleep and roll over a little bit this way? Now I'm close to her. Is she awake? Is she still awake? What if I made a, <laughs> what was that noise? I don't even know why I made that noise. Mm-hmm. Do you think she noticed there was a noise? Do you think she, maybe I should do it again? It's like oh that was a different noise, but you know. And then you start just thinking about all this shit. And she's it's like, like, he's allergic to me. <laughs> it just rem- it just reminds me of how glad I am to be an adult. Yeah, sure. Like because it's it's just you know that shit sucked. Yeah, like it was just it's just it's not that and like that kind of stuff is is there and it's important. It's formidable or formidable as a as a kid. Like it 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 
it's important to like go through those experiences and learn those things as you go mm-hmm. with like your peers because everyone's learning at the same time. But by the time you're an adult, it's just like uh, like. Well, because the circumstances have changed. It's just right? easier. It's like, just so much easier. When you're when you're a kid, or when you're in high school, there's only was Kevin. What are you? Doing? I mean, he just. I don't know. I look Why over you? and he was like perched like a fucking owl. <laughs> uh, when you're in high school, though, it's because the ecosystem is so small, right? So like every decision matters more because like if i date this if like if i can't get her to date me or if i do something weird like what's she gonna say to her friends and everyone's gonna know and there's so much more scrutiny on you because there's the only what a thousand people in the entire school whereas when you're adult you're like eh if this girl doesn't like me like she's i'm probably never I'll gonna never see her, see her, again. her again. well the, the highs are higher and the lows are lower right yeah. like you like yeah. you, you you really like know what love is when you're an adult and we've all you know like we've all felt it um as compared to like when you think you mm-hmm. love so like when I look back at those raging hormones when I look back at like loving someone that I dated you know in college even for instance I'm like that wasn't love at all you know like yeah. like that like yeah. you you kind of learn more as you go I mean I'm very American pie like like it's like I remember like when me and all my friends like slowly started losing our virginity mm-hmm. and um I lost my virginity when I was in 11th grade and it was and I, I remember I remember being I remember it not being a relief but I remember being almost scary where I was like this is this is like almost I don't know if I'm mentally prepared for like yeah, what this is. Responsibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is. And that's how you find these poor young kids all the time in these fucking unfortunate situations where they don't know what they're fucking doing. Um, you know, and because no one's telling them it's awkward for parents, it's awkward for teachers mm-hmm. and, and your peers don't know what the fuck they're talking about either. Right. So like they they some you everyone knows the people that pretended like they know what they're talking about. Me the meanwhile half of them had probably no experience at all. So it was it's just one of those things where you kind of have to you go through the motions in a way that's most comfortable for you and you figure things out as you go. But I think that everything kind of stacks upon each other by the time you become like an adult or you're like in the real world. You look back at those experiences and it's like a lot of that stuff was just it's kind of funny when you think about it now. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. nothing more than that, you know, um, at least in my experience. But I'm sure Greg's is going to be really special. So let's hear it. Yeah. Let's I, I don't know let's why you think this. it would be that special. So. <laughs> Now you're building up. I feel like I have to make a special more or just like make sure I tell the story in the no, most minute no. detail. No, I, sure. want, I just want you to tell the story from your perspective because it's been my experience that what's normal to you <laughs> is abnormal to everyone who is not. This you. one, this story, I think, will be very normal and not abnormal okay. at all because it's That's all disappointing. Dump. Well, I mean, you know but, how it goes. Wait for it, called. <laughs> <laughs> So I to chime in on what something has been saying, like you're talking about how small schools are and how yeah. much that matters and stuff. I, I always talk about this. I went, you know, one of the reasons I'm probably so fucked up is that I went from, you know, I was in Catholic school my entire thing except college. That'll and that meant kindergarten till through eighth grade in one school with the same group of people. Oh, yeah. Growing up from being a little baby to being somebody to go to high school or whatever. Right. And that totally warps everything. Mm-hmm. I, I feel because then it's like literally, you know, you're you want to date or whatever. And you're like. I've known you for forever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. you puked in church this one time or this happened or your mom and we had this, you know what I mean? Like way too much. You're a family at that point mm-hmm. with the people you want to be around. Uh, so in, in this K through eight period, right. Or whatever. And not by eight, but I mean like when we're talking about where you want to start dating people and doing this stuff, right. I had this crush on this girl and I had this crush on this girl forever. And I, I asked her out and she said no. And I would just ask her out again later. Now we're getting there. Has your opinion changed at all of the, any of this? And like, it would be one of those things where like we were friends or whatever. Right. And then I do this and make it all weird or whatever. And then to get back to normal, not fuck it up again, just to see, you know, okay. You know, Why not? All right. Whatever. You know what I mean? And, and it's just like, I ca- you keep doing this or whatever. Right. 
And so this one time I had her friend do like recon to find out if she's like, is she changed her mind or whatever? And the friend calls me up and she's like, no, she hasn't changed her mind. She doesn't want to date you. And I'm like, ah, oh, cool. Well, thanks for checking in on me. Or thanks for checking out for me. She's like, no problem. Do you want to date me? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Like, because that, again, because this is like, again, this is like fifth, sixth, yeah, you're somewhere kids. in there. You're kids. And again, this is the whole, do you want to be my girlfriend? Or, right. uh, you know what I mean? Like, and what does that mean? And how does that work? And da, 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 da. And so, yeah, suddenly I'm just dating this girl who, again, I've known forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, literally oh, yeah. been in every grade with forever. And so, yeah, we, we're we dating. Then you do all the dumb things. Yeah, like, we'll go to the movies or whatever. And it's all your group of friends. Group date is a big deal here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing this. You're going whatever. You are, there, in Glen Ellen, there used to be this uh, fucking Earth store. Like, Earth Day store. You know what I mean? Like, all the shit's recycled tires. <laughs> <laughs> There's like uh, recycled tire bracelets and fucking like uh, you know stupid ass I don't know shale turned into necklaces or whatever just fucking garbage. What adult was like I'm gonna open the shit bag store? I don't know. But you go there, you buy something stupid, a fucking sea turtle, a line of sea turtle or whatever from the Earth Day store. This is exactly where it's going. Exactly where it needs to go. It always does. Always does. But anyways, yeah, like one of these group dates turned into we were walking around Glen Allen where there's nothing to do, right? And then you went into like the wooded forest preserve or whatever. Uh-huh. And that was like the whole thing of like you're you're you know, let's everybody everybody's gonna kiss yeah their partner or whatever in this whatever. And so I, I kissed this girl. Huh. It went well. No tongue or anything. Again, we're we're children or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I remember uh we did it or whatever, and then somebody else this girl Amanda was like, "Ah, oh, you're not even really trying," and like shoved our heads together. Yeah, it happens. And then, and then, like she was like, "Ah," and then my friends all gave me shit for that. I'm like, "We're getting our heads shoved together. What do you want from me?" And then they gave me shit. Like you guys give me shit about everything. They gave me what? shit about that for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's so funny. But whatever. So did you date her after that? Did you kiss her again? Oh yeah. You know yeah. We. No, so we, I mean so. Oh no. Was, yeah. We didn't. We you know eventually it just was like that thing of like well. This has run its course. We're just friends, as we always were. And again, I've known you forever, so yeah. this is awkward. You know what I mean? That was always very, very weird because I had I had a select a, a few instances in like junior high where you'd make out with someone, right? You'd kiss someone, and what and it would always be like. And there's nothing quite like that. And like it has gotten like easier, but I don't know if it's gotten simpler. Like in junior high, there was there was a girl that was like. I like you. And I'm like, I have never thought about that before. You have never been that, that to me in, in my yeah. eyes before. And then we went from her saying that to me making out with her in like five minutes. And then I was like, this is a horrible mistake. I made a mistake. She wants to be my girlfriend now. The world is crushing in on me. There's no light anymore. And I have no space to breathe. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know? And then it was like, and then I was like, I don't think I want to do this. And she was heartbroken for weeks, but I was like, wait, lift it off my shoulders. Right. Didn't think about it ever again. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Because you're you're horrible. And you're, in high school, the same thing happened yeah. that you're describing where this girl's like, I like you. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. And we're making out. We're doing and like literally, like we're we're going out or whatever. And like then, like we did like one date or whatever. And then like literally, yeah. The next Monday, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. I call her. I'm like, I don't want to. She'd been like just trying to talk to me. And I'm like, I'm not into this. Blah, that whole blah. thing to me is aim. Then, That's my aim story overall. One second, and then so years went by, and we're she's like still likes me for some fucking reason. I'm like, yeah, let's try this again. Or and then I broke up with her a note in the hallway. I was like, I'm not into this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not having it. But the thing about those, those, especially those high school relationships, is that they Don't were, do that. is that they were, yeah, like it, I, people get hurt along the way. I remember being like, I remember being very casual sometimes about hurting some of the girls that were in me or that I was like seeing or whatever it was in high school. I remember being devastated by some girls. Oh yeah. Too. I remember. I will. I'll, I just remember this one girl in particular that I had like such a crush on for like a long time, 
and we had chemistry together or some some science class or whatever. Oh. Um, oh. And and I remember like we just started, I think we were like lab partners or something at some point, like they'd cycle like every month. So like we weren't with the same person over and over again. Mm -hmm. But I remember like we just totally hit it off. We started like talking on the phone all the time and like she was really into me and all this kind of stuff. And then like out of the blue or something, like I don't even, I really don't even remember what happened. Like she suddenly like just was like, we can't talk anymore. And I was like, I was fucking devastated. I have no idea. Like I look back at it and I'm like, I remember like crying like after I got off the phone with her. <laughs> yeah. And I look back at it and I'm like, like, is it really that big of a deal? You know, but like everything seems, that's what we've talked about that many times. Everything seems so consequential in those times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause I remember even, um, the girl I dated for a long time in high school or whatever, like we were just on different wavelengths at different times too. Like, and I, and I remember like the, you know, towards the end, like when we broke up, like when I went to college or whatever, like she was really pretty devastated and I felt really pretty bad about that. But like, we were just in different ways. It's just relationships are all about timing and, you know, but you got to like, it's important to be cognizant of like respecting the other person and doing the best you can to like, you know, treat the other person with care and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I at the same time, like, I, you know, I've learned something from everyone that I've dated, like yeah, for sure. Definitely. And uh, it makes you, I think, a better person in terms of like your relationship, Nick or relationship, Tim or whatever. Like, like it, I think it like it teaches you something. It teaches you what you're good at. It teaches you what you're bad at. It teaches you what you need to work on. And so those experiences are important. People get hurt along the way. I actually really think that as long as you're a good person and you like are true to your heart and true to yourself, whatever that thing's kind of balance out. Yeah. Um, and you, I think a, a, peaky, a key piece of advice is treat people like people. Cause like, I think the little kids don't do that. You know, sure. they're like, I'm making out with like, I want to make out like, I, I want to make out and Oh, you're, you don't want to, but you will. Okay. And you do that. And I remember the, the woods thing you were bringing up, like our eighth grade picnic, it, all happens in the it was like the senior eighth grade, senior picnic, whatever. So we're middle school. And that was our American Pie moment of we need to lose our virginities after prom. The but picnic. the middle school version, which is this is our last chance to kiss anyone that we want to kiss. So we better make it fucking happen. And I remember we went and it was like the there was a pool and like we'd never swam with all these people before. So it's all these girls in bikinis and us in little shorts and shit. And so it's like things have never been sexier to 13 sure. year old Tim Gettys. Right. And I'm just like, oh, mm. shit, like this is happening. And then after that, everyone gets out and goes straight into the woods. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, there's guys, fucking, put on shoes. Get out of towel. They're just like zombies <laughs> walking into the woods. <laughs> and uh, it's just funny thinking back on that. Like it was just all bets were off and if you just you went for it yeah and it's like to think back on that now if the, i don't even know what the modern day equivalent to that would be like, it just doesn't exist because we weren't treating people like people then oh you mean for us personally i was gonna say kids probably still do that that's probably just oh we don't yeah kids oh, yeah, no, I mean, probably adults still do kids that have too. tinder these days tinder yeah. you know adults still do that on tinder you do that on uh anytime you you know there's anytime you go to a bar and you hook up with someone that you don't even fucking know sure that's the exact same reaction i mean i've, I've had that feeling as an adult or as, as you know in my 20s i want to make out where you're like, I'm just fucking horny, and this is a sexually charged night, and I'm meeting new people, and this girl kind of likes me, and you know I like girls that like me, yeah, so no, that I'm going to have sex with this no, person. That, and that, that and then the next morning, it's like, so, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Did you hear that? And then I'm gone. I don't ever... Kool-Aid <laughs> uh, man punch yeah, out through the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the mob mentality, though. Oh, yeah. Like, all of us were horny at once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, yeah. I mean, to your point, earlier point, Lil Collins, like, yeah, you don't necessarily treat people like that, but at least... You told you were honest, or maybe it was your point, Greg. Sorry, you were honest with those girls. We were like, "Hey, let's, oh, let's sure, give yeah. a shot." No, and it's better to do that than do the thing that I used to do, which was like, when I knew a girl would like me, I was so like aware of her feelings that I would drag it out for like six months to the point where, or they would do that to me, and I'm yeah. like, "This, I know you don't like me. Just break up with me so I can be heartbroken, so I can blame you." And they're like, "I don't want to get blamed." 
want you to break up with me so I can blame you. Uh, I remember I had one instance where I dated a girl. I was a senior in high school and she was a junior. And then I was a freshman and she was a senior. And she went off to, after that, we were still dating all throughout my first year in college. And she went off to UFC and I was at UC Irvine. And we saw each other maybe like once every two months. Cause I was like, I'm not driving to LA even though it was like an hour away. And she really didn't like me that much. And then I was like, I kind of want, I was, cause I was like, we're not seeing each other. And this was, it's run its course. Right. And I'm like, I kind of want her to break up with me. So I'm just not going to really call her back. And I think she wanted me to break up with her. And eventually she was the one that had the, like, she actually the voice pulled the trigger on her. She was like, Hey, we need to talk. And we got together. Like I drove up there and she's like, I just don't think this is working out. And I was like, livid. Really? Oh, I was like, Dude, I can't believe happens, you're doing Every this situation to me. I've ever seen. <laughs> like, how dare you? And then I was, and then I, I, as I was driving back, I was like, why did I do that? I'm like really happy right now. You just now. turned back around, and you're like, hey, sorry, I don't know no, why. No, I, I ended up apologizing to her later. Good. I was like, you know what? To be perfectly honest, like, yeah, this isn't. We know this is not working out. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I'm so sorry that I gave you that shit. And then, and, and she said on the other end of the phone, she's like, this is her roommate. She's already dead. <laughs> she's you're like, dead. I never got to say. Did I strangle her to death? <laughs> <laughs> there was life in her eyes. Murder joke. Uh, I, I will. I will say that I've always been, you know, as an adult, like, or You've I guess, like, even in, in college or something. I've always been. I, one thing I was always uncomfortable with the older I got, actually, like, so when you're out of high school and like that mm-hmm. kind of experimentation was kind of like through its first few phases. Sure. Was um was <laughs> what. He just devastated me with that. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting. I'm sorry. It is uh, I I actually started getting like more and more uncomfortable with like the casual nature of sex yeah. in terms of yeah like you know the girls I've slept with are girls that or like had relationships like I've I've had like I've known them or we were dating or had relationships I've never like been a one night stand guy or like mm-hmm. a casual like I meet a girl at a party and hook up with her like I I don't I've never like been intimate with a person I did not know you know like did mm-hmm. not like know at all or like not even pr- know pretty well. Um, and I think that that's like kind of like so you kind of got to play things by ear in that sense too about like what's what your comfort level is. That's not to say that there's anything wrong with casual sex if if people want to have casual no. sex with each other. It's just to say that that was like never really for me. Um, no, I mean, you I know, there were people that I was friends with that I had sex with, but like we knew each other, you know, and they're you know, or you know, you're dating a girl, or whatever. But I never like walked into a party and walked out with a girl I didn't know, and then we had sex, and I like that never happened once, you know. So it was that to me that was like not. That's just not what I was looking for in that. Like, that's almost like the fantasy when you're younger. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when I got, like, when I became, like, 18 or 19 and I went to NU or whatever, it was like, I'm like, that's not what I want. I'm, I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship, but I'm not looking for, like, a merry-go-round of women in my life either. Yeah. I want to, like, feel things out and get to know people and treat them with respect and all that kind of shit. Like, because I think that kind, of, that kind of stuff's important. If you, It's the energy you put out that I think you get back, too, from from women and then from you, everything and, and, and yeah definitely from, from from everything but i especially think in relationships like mm-hmm. you do get back what you put out and and um good things happen i think like when you are um a little more patient with it or whatever and not like not just going after any opportunity you have because it's there because that's just not i mean i'm not judging i know people that like are way more casual with it than mm-hmm. and always have been like good friends of mine but um that's just never been for me either so i think that everyone has their own cadence like they have to kind of figure, figure out, out like, as you go yeah yeah, yeah. I, de- I definitely went through that period. That's why I'm like joking. Kevin's laughing at me because I'm sitting over here smirking. But that was when I was out of college and able to go out and oh my god, I thought I was like, <laughs> I just saw your hand moving down. I was like, what's great? <laughs> no, no, this is too much for him. Story. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, there was a time and a phase in my life where I thought that's what I should be doing, um, and so I had a few encounters like that, a few one night stands, and you just. If you're being honest with yourself, and maybe maybe you like that stuff, but for me, when the next day, I always feel really empty, and I'm like, why did I do that? Did I just do that so that I'd have that story to tell mm. like ten years from now when I'm on a podcast? Because it's not worth it. It's really not. I, mean, I, but I, I think that that's it's a case by case thing because there's 
people that think totally differently. No, and of course, I'm not. I'm not saying a lot it's of people a bad thing. About being a phase, like, and like, there's I I know a lot of people now in my older years of life where I found out that it's not a phase. Like for some people, that is what they want, and it's like, like yeah, if you put you get what you put in, but if that's all you want, trying to get out of it, you've succeeded. Sure. So, good point, Tim. Yes, take me home. Okay. Tonight. Um, we talk about food a lot on the show. Usually yeah, fast food. Yeah. Or mm. cold cuts. Um, yes. <laughs> I want to talk about the kind of middle ground. We've spoken about BJ's before. I wanted to open up the table. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Explain a bit more than that. You know, we talk about them a lot. That's good. Sometimes the service isn't the best, but... <laughs> They're you <know>. sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's whatever. All over the place. Um, I want to talk a restaurant. about... restaurant. BJ's about restaurant. About the, like, like, the chain restaurants. Oh, okay. And our, our feelings on the Chili's oh, and the, the BJ's and the Elephant Bars mm. and the Elephant Room? Bar? Elephant Bar. Elephant Bar. Right. Elephant Bar. I hear you. Applebee's. Yeah. TGI Fridays. <laughs> um, Lone Star Steakhouse. Red Lobster. Steakhouse. Oh, Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah, Texas uh. Roadhouse. Real quick, while we do this and marinate right now on the idea, I'd love to thank all the patrons oh my God. who supported us in December. And Kevin rolls his eyes and makes it so hard. By the way, we have to make this graphic. Yeah, no, I, I assumed. Kevin will ask me at 9 o'clock <laughs> oh, tonight. sorry. Colin needs to watch his hockey game, too. You watching the hockey game? <laughs> Here's the thing about it, and I'll, I'll be bold and tell you this. I remember when they were awesome. I remember growing up in the suburbs of Chicago. I remember when I lived in Columbia. Chili's was a big deal we'd go to. Get that unlimited chips and salsa. Mm. Fucking dynamite. Mm. Get the chicken sandwich there. I enjoyed it. I remember when I first moved here, we went to BJ's all the time, too. Got that, like, a, you know, the bazookis. Bazooki. The buffalo chicken <clears throat> pizza pie. Hold the barbecue sauce. Add extra buffalo sauce. Yeah. No celery, no onions, please. They always fuck it up. Always. Nine times out of ten, they fuck mm-hmm. it up. And so, loved it all. Removed from it by eight, nine years or whatever, because everything is... My mom. My favorite's when my mom comes to visit, or when I'm visiting my mom, and we talk about food in San Francisco, and she always goes, oh, Gregory knows all these great hole-in-the-wall restaurants in San Francisco. And, and it took me a while to be like, oh, right, because everything's a hole-in-the-wall here, because there are no fucking chains here. Chains right. don't exist, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. Pachi's is like the closest thing to a chain because there's a million of them because they've been a successful local business or whatever being removed from chain restaurants. God damn, do they suck? I can't, you go back now chain and it's like, yeah, Oh my God. You try to go. I, when I, when we went to BJ's after I, I haven't been to BJ's in years and it was like, let's go to BJ's like, yeah, I'll get them. The pizza came and it was like, Ugh. like is, is it service fucking awful. Why do you have all these tables if you can't take care of them? Mm-hmm. You know, nobody cares. There are all a bunch of shit kids there and everything else, except for our guy who's a shit old man who just did not like the restaurant <laughs> at all. And then yeah, the pizza was fine, but it wasn't great. You know what I mean? And we had we had a better BJ's experience when we went down to play Metal yeah, Gear. That we had one a good time. one actually. But it's still the same thing of just like. I mean, we sat there for ten like, minutes and everyone's like, and then we had the the obligatory. Oh, has anyone helped you? Yeah, yeah. No, no one has. Can yeah. we? Oh, I'll get someone. And then no one was there for another ten minutes. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a time and a place where you know when you're in Orange County or you're in the suburbs of Southern California, like everything everywhere you go is a chain restaurant. Right. So I went to Fridays like a thousand times because it was open late and I like the wings. But being removed from that, like trying to be a slightly healthier eater um, and then existing in San Francisco, you do get spoiled because you do realize that like there is really good food in the city. Not a lot of it, but there is really good food. Like the Tipsy Pig we mentioned earlier was Very really, really good. Right. But and you contrast that to TGI Fridays and you're like, it's no comparison. Dude. Right. Um, but I, I have had better service probably overall in my life. I've probably had better service at chain restaurants than I have anywhere in San Francisco. But is that I, just the quantity you think stacked up? Probably, but also it's because when 
there's pros and cons to having a chain restaurant, right? You have a corporate structure, and the corporate structure dictates the steps of service and how those companies are supposed to sure. exist, right? So TGR Friday is like I had friends that worked at TGR Friday. Some of my brother's friends worked there, and they they are the ones that would always talk about that, like. There is a concept at Fridays that when a table drops, you are supposed to be there to say hi within the first like 30 seconds of them sitting down yeah. and take a drink order. Sure. Right. And you're supposed to check back every few minutes. And you're touch supposed tables, to, touch tops. Yeah, always. Right. Yeah. And you're supposed to treat every table like it's one big table so that you're when you go to one table, you go to the next table, next table, next table. And you do and you don't kill yourself with different trips going back and forth, yeah. which doesn't always work out. But at least it's a nice plan of attack. Sure. Right? I get that. But I, but it, it comes back to, I think, like. When you're at a, a hole in the wall local restaurant or whatever, right? Usually the table sizes are smaller. You know, what I mean, there's fewer tables. I yeah. feel like most of the time compared to a Chili's. So I was in well, I, I was in Santa Cruz over the over the break over New Year's. Um, and granted, it was one of the only restaurants open that day because it was New Year's Day. But we went to this this little diner that was like independently owned. And I'm looking around and I'm like, this person is serving us, but it also has tables in the patio and is also like over mm-hmm. there. And, and I'm like, there's no idea of sections here. Now maybe sure. someone got drunk the night before and didn't show up for work and right. threw everything off. But I'm like, this is an uh, uh, an instance where I'm like, this is not being run properly. And right. the waiters and waitresses are not properly being motivated because to them it's, it's, you know, it, this is just something they're not really taking seriously as this isn't their career. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. right, right. right. Um, I'm with you. I understand that. That's where there is. I think the fact that like, I'm painting with a really broad brush when I'm like, sure. chain restaurant sucks. There's clearly probably great ones or whatever. And then it's the same thing where like not every local, just because mm-hmm. it's small doesn't mean it's going to be great sure. kind of thing. You know what I mean? But I mean, yeah, you think back to all these places. I mean, I remember Chili's and I'm talking about the unlimited chips and salsa and how great it was. And then like going home and just being like, like there's no water in your mouth because all it was was salt. salt. You know what I mean? It salt all came out of a bag and put into a thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And the same thing with the BJ's pizza or whatever. Yeah. It was just like, all glistening and gross because it's just been buttered and you know yeah. all it is butter all over. Well, also, your tastes change, right? And that's something that you don't really think of ever. As you get older, your actual tastes do change. You sure. get tired of the yeah, things you like before, and physiologically, You're you start still. to crave earlier other things. The other example, I mean, is like Olive Garden. I remember, like, when oh man, I used to love. Olive I Garden. got in a fight with my girlfriend oh. in college. Fuck it, I'll pay for the Olive Garden. You know what I mean? Let's go out and be like, have like a romantic, nice dinner, right? Because it's pasta. When you're there, your and maybe someone yeah. when you're there, your family, right? And hadn't been to a pot, a pot, an Olive Garden. In God knows when. This is also like I remember, like with my mom, like it'd be a thing, like oh, you know, like in growing up or whatever, we go to the Olive Garden for like a mm-hmm. nice, a nice yeah. Sunday dinner or whatever. Um, went to the Olive Garden when I went back to Chicago a few years ago, and it was one of those where I had kind of shoved it down all my friends' throats so much about the Portillos that I couldn't make a play to go to Portillos. And like it was like one of our last yeah. meals. It was Christine and me, me and Christine, and then another couple or two, I forget, and. They were like, oh, and they were like, Olive Garden. And I was like, I have no cards to play in this. And I haven't been to an Olive Garden or so I'm probably just, you know, in my head, blah, blah, blah. Got like a fetish. It was awful. It was so bad. I was just like, I can't, I can't believe people. And like, they were all like, oh, this is so great. I'm like, don't you guys, aren't you, this is what you do? Like, you know what I mean? The they all, they all, exactly, the exactly. Yeah. And they're all happy. And I'm like, oh, that's great. But it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Same thing. I remember <laughs> when a uh, Game Scoop. When we hit episode 100. So now I'm going back years and years and years and years and years. But when we hit episode 100, we went out as an IGN with like Dunham and Dan Adams and me and Damon. We went to Red Lobster. And everybody got Red Lobster stuff. And we were all so excited. And the biscuits are so good. And then that came and I was like, this is fucking terrible. Yeah. This is awful. Why are we doing this? I'm not a fan of Red Lobster. Uh, I love these places, though. I completely love almost everything about them. Not saying the food is spectacular. But I think that part of the experience for me is... 
just being there and there's there's so much that goes into it and it wasn't until recently that when Gia was telling me that like I think about restaurants in ways that she could never comprehend and it's the same with me like me and Kevin are the same as this where it's like the food is just one one of many aspects it's all right what type of sodas do they serve is it refillable sodas how quickly are we going to be seated are the people going to leave us alone but also be there when we need them to um what is that free appetizer that they bring. Olive Garden. Does Olive Garden suck? Yes, it does. Does it give you a shit ton of free breadsticks that yep. are awesome? Yes, it does. Yep. Outback. They're brown bread. What is oh, that made from? Just happiness? It yeah, it's amazing. And it's like there's all these like little factors that add on top of each other. Or um, Red Robin, the, the bottomless fries. You got to mm-hmm. factor all this mm-hmm. in to your meal plan. I hear you. And then, of course, you had the appetizers. And it's like depending on the size of your group. Like when I'm going to these places, I have a battle plan of what that night's going to look like. The quality of the food is nine times out of ten not what I'm thinking about. I'm envisioning the experience and the meal that I'm about to have. Sure. And is it good enough is the question. Now, do I get bad food all the time? Yeah, I do. You know, but a lot of the time I'm fine with that. I think and it's just I you- like the fact that I get to sit, and I like the fact that when you go to these places, you're you're going to be able to sit down pretty quickly. Sometimes there's waits depending if you're in a mall. You get, or the, little, you get the little buzzer. Yeah, but most of the time you get there. You're guaranteed a table right. quickly. And then you can just sit there and talk. And that's what I like doing with Kevin. We'll sit and we'll talk. And then they'll, hey, do you want do you want a refill on your coffee? Do you want a refill on your coffee? Yep. Do you want whatever? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I could sit here for fucking five hours. And these little independent places, there's lines out the door. Sure. Yeah. You sure, know, sure, sure. you have to plan your trip three days in advance to make sure that you're timing it right. So that with traffic and with parking and with this and that, you don't need to worry about this. They got parking lots. Yep. I, I just don't oh, no, that's the why they're, they're in the suburbs, right? Because it's just sprawl and they can be anywhere and do whatever. I'm, I hear you. I understand what you're saying. I'm not meaning to demonize mm. these here chain restaurants. Obviously, we've grown up on them. I remember when Macaroni Grill, you know, like we were going, to, oh, we were going yeah. to not prom, uh, homecoming or whatever, mm-hmm. and we went to we went to Macaroni Grill. Macaroni Grill. See, and that's my, the other thing that fascinates me so much. Is there's so much I just simply don't know. Mm. Do the you, world did, is a vast. Did you guys place. have Bennigan's out here? No, no, but I know Bennigan's. Bennigan's in Columbia, Missouri. They used to do like unlimited wings Wednesday or some shit like that. Mm. Hooters has that here. Yeah, but Tuesdays. Hooters wings suck. They Hooters they fucking suck. Uh, Hooters is bad. They told, news bears, I, yeah, man. see, I don't fuck Great with Hooters. pickle chips though. Did they? Oh no, we no, had great. some at Comic Con. It's like there's nothing food wise I like at Hooters, and they have Pepsi. There's a yeah. few there's a there's a few chain restaurants that hold a special place in my heart, largely because those are the ones like that. When I first started IGN, we would hit up every freaking like night almost. So BJ's, uh, BJ's is one of them. Uh, PF Chang's is another one. Yeah, I we used to go to that a lot. No, 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 no. Which what? one? The ceremony? Where is it? Uh, Brennan and I used to go down to the one in Palo Alto. Jesus, but you guys live closer here. there. You were yeah, in, we were in San, Mateo, San Mateo, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, what I mean, but I think there's a certain comfort and consistency, right? So that when you go to these indie places, like the independent restaurants, you're right, Tim. There are just so many different things. You're like, I don't, I didn't even know I had to deal with this, right? Like I was at one one time where they were like, just so you know, we're gonna need this table in like 20 minutes, and I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, well, you only have another 20 minutes to sit here before we have to ask you to get up and like leave. And I'm Should like, because the performers like, gonna come in and play their guitar, and they need this area. or whatever, right? Where I'm like, that's unheard of. Like, why would you? I'm like, I, I get that maybe if you're at a I just don't understand why you would be able to treat people like that, right? But like, I don't think you're ever gonna hear that out of PF Chang's. At a PF Chang's, they're gonna be, yeah, they're gonna go in the back and bitch about you. Um, and when I used to serve table food, I would bitch about tables that wouldn't leave either because I'm like, dude, you, if this, they've been here for three hours, you bitch about Tim copies. and Kevin over there. Yeah. yeah, I probably would. I'd probably hate you guys because you, you know, you're sitting up there taking that table. I could have turned three or four times. 
But you know, you go to you go to a place like the Tipsy Pig, and it's like mm. it's a neighborhood restaurant, but it's hard to get a reservation. But the marina's like that in like, general. The marina's always over, right? Which is people. why I don't go out to dinner in my neighborhood. Yeah, ever. like the, the place I went to last night was in the Mission. It's stressful. It, like, yeah. it is very stressful. It's not. It's not. I don't understand what you guys are talking about. The stress of going to nice restaurants. Okay, okay here's, 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 here's go to here. open table, make a reservation, and go there at the right, time. So, the reservation so I get to the restaurant last night, right? And they're like, "What time's your reservation?" And I was like, "Let's say 8:15." It was 8:10 at this point. They're like, "Great." Is everyone from your party here? Yeah, and I'm like, well, now the stress sets in because two of our part, my party, wasn't there. Migs and his wife hadn't hadn't come yet. They were on their way. What if they were late? And then they give the restaurant. Then my wife starts looking at me like, uh oh, like it's Nick's birthday, and they had they just gave the table away, and the, and I'm looking out, and there's plenty of tables left, but they're taken maybe, right? Because oh, those are reserved. And I'm like, oh, no one's been sitting there for like three hours. Well, I'll see you, but you can only be there for twenty minutes. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck you. Yeah, I, I mean, so I'm like kind of. Uh, so, like everyone else, I grew up on chain restaurants. Like my my conception of chain of of restaurants as a kid, nice restaurants like All were right. through movies or something. Like I didn't, yeah, I yeah. never went to like a nice restaurant until I was an adult. Like a really, really nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like we used to go to my family used to go like to, to regional chains, like the Ground Round and Friendlies and stuff like that. Which I fucking love Friendlies. The Ground Round was awesome because they would serve you like ice cream and Yankees or Mets hats. You can kind of like, oh yeah, that's awesome. And. uh so like that's like what we grew up going to. I didn't really go to like w- actually on the island like we didn't really have Chili's or TGI Fridays until I was like older. Like I don't know why, but we didn't have like anything like I would see commercials for this shit, but I had no idea what it was until I lived in New England for a while, and then I, like we used to go to Chili's all the time. And I used to just I used to just buy a, get a blooming onion for dinner, and it's uh, like three thousand yeah. calories. I love it. <laughs> I'd like play hockey because I told you guys a story. Like I, I used to just carbs like. I used to take the Lipton's butter noodle thing before hockey games. This is when I was like eighth, ninth, tenth grade. Like that is like for a family, and you put like a whole stick of butter in it and like milk and shit, and you like just cook it, and it like blows up into this huge like thing of noodles. And I would just eat all of that by myself before hockey games. Um, and that was probably literally Jesus. like twenty five hundred, three thousand, three thousand five hundred calories. Yeah. And I would down it with like a half a two liter of coke. And then, then you I, go I, out there and stop the puck. Yeah. Then sometimes. <laughs> Let a couple um, soft. What did you call them? Soft goals. Soft goals. Yeah. There was a few few soft goals. Few soft goals. Uh, or I was just you know riding the pine. Other times you're just sitting there with three thousand calories in my gut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so like the thing, the thing about it is that like Greg probably can actually relate to this more and, and maybe you can more than Tim and I can in the sense that the, when you live in the suburbs, like when you live in the Inland Empire or something like that, like you don't have a metropolitan life. So like right, the, the, and I don't mean that as an, as a good thing or a bad thing. You just don't have the New York city experience. It's not to say like Sabaro, like the famous office, uh, joke about like how Michael goes to Manhattan and gets oh, his favorite, favorite pizza. My favorite pizza and it's place. Sabaro, whatever. They're, these chains exist, but New York city is like a hotbed of great food. And like, you know where to go and you can go to any bagel shop or any pizza shop and get, you know, shitty food and get street meat or anything like that. But if you want to eat high end, you can do that too. And so my, like my, uh, exposure to that didn't happen until I really moved to San Francisco. And it really didn't happen until I wasn't making 40 or $50,000 yep. a year anymore either. So, you know, like when we were barely scraping by and I was actually when we went out the other day for Sin's uh, um, engagement party, like eight or nine of us went out old friends of ours. We used to hang out with and you came up a lot. We were talking, showing old pictures and talking about old times, mm-hmm. beta breakers and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And um, we were talking about how like we didn't have a lot of us didn't have two nickels to rub together, but we didn't know any better. And like I, I remember running straight running out of money. Oh, yeah. Like a few times. Like I had no uh, money. That happens. And, and like 22, 23 years old. And like I, I used my last 20 dollars to buy two beers and get home in a cab like or get halfway home in a cab and then walk. You know, like go as far as like, like the meter when the meter like, like when the meter like hits uh, nine eighty. Okay, I'm like, all right, stop, stop, and I got just get out and like, and I've done, you know, I, we've done that before. And so like when I started making a little bit more money, I started realizing that my financial vice was good food and drinks. And when I got into craft cocktails, um, it really hit a crescendo where like I really won't, 
I won't shy away from spending a few hundred dollars on dinner with someone like at a really good restaurant because I don't really spend my money doing anything else. Mm-hmm. So like that's my advice. So would I ever like choose to go to a TGI Friday's or a Chili's or a, a, a Olive Garden? Absolutely not. I'll go to Hard Water or Hops and Hominy or Nopa. And some of these places, yeah, to, to like Nopa is my favorite restaurant in the city. Nopa is like considered really maybe the greatest restaurant in, in San Francisco, period. And getting a reservation there is fucking impossible. You know, and like I, you have to you have to get a reservation there like three or four weeks ahead of time if you want to eat at any normal hour. Yeah. And I got a reservation there like a, a week ago for two weeks from now at 930 at night because like that was the only time they had. So, yeah, it is a pain in the ass. You can't walk into these restaurants. But when you go to these restaurants, you get great service in my experience, especially at Nopa. They're fucking awesome. The cocktails, even though you're paying 10, 11, 12, 13 dollars for them, depending on the spirits, is fucking phenomenal. The food is fucking phenomenal. The staff's knowledgeable. The place has a reputation. And so like the same thing with hard water, you go to hard water, you know, you're going to get great cocktails and you know, you're going to get great food. And so it's worth paying for it. But I also don't look down upon the more suburban experience because those options don't exist. They couldn't thrive. Hard water wouldn't even be in business if it was in Columbia. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's yeah, I'm not trying to knock those kind of restaurants. So I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying like I, I so I look at the experience as a geographic thing because growing up on Long Island in the shadow of New York City, you would still I'm sure there were not. I mean, there are nice restaurants in, on Long Island. I go to them now because I'm aware of them. But you know, when I go home, like I'm, I'm, I still remember going to Friendlies or going to Ground Round or you know, going to TJ's and just getting Heroes or mm-hmm. and I mean H E R O E S or like you know those kinds of things or just going to the diner. Like diners don't exist anywhere outside of the tri-state area. Like there's just no diners. You know, like and, right. and like there's a there's diner. Steak every, and shake. There's a diner every fucking yeah. two seconds in New York. You know, like so like we just ate differently there, but that was our experience. Yeah. So I can't look at California and be like, well, where the fuck are the diners? Like, well, you guys don't eat di- at diners here. Like we eat at diners. You know. There's like Lucky Penny. That's basically it. Lucky Penny. You know? Yeah. But like there's literally a Lucky Penny every two blocks where I'm from. And so <laughs> and so it's 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 just I think it's it's where you grow up and how you grow 100%. up and all that kind of stuff. But my 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 uh, interpretation of food has totally changed. I like good food and I like good drinks and I'll pay for them. If and you, I get, you know, if you serve me shitty cocktails or shitty food, but I'm paying like I'm paying for good cocktails or good food, that's that's a problem for me. I'd rather pay and know what I'm going to get. For me, it's always just that juxtaposition that it just seems so normal for me that we all do that. And we all do. Let's go to the ramen shop or let's go to this place or let's go to this. other. You know what I mean? All these different places. And then you go home and the people who still are in a world where that doesn't exist are still eating the in, like, in the ways we th- I used to eat. And mm-hmm. I haven't ate in a decade. You know what I mean? That's where it lies. Uh, the, the disconnect for me. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, for me, it's like, oh everyone must grow up and in, into this kind of world. And it's like, Oh no, they don't. And because yeah, there's not that many options too. There mm-hmm. are like, that's always my thing when I go there and my mom or somebody's like, let's go to the chain restaurant, whatever. I'm like, or let's look at you. What, what about that little brew pub over there? That's like all by itself. Like, is that anything? Let's try that. You know what I mean? Let's go mm-hmm. somewhere different. There are still some things at chain restaurants that I crave. Oh, sure. No, I, for real, like I talked a lot of shit about BJ's. I, I love that BJ's that fucking BJ Buffalo chicken. Pizza. Pizza. Yeah. It was as fast you kidding as the 3DS's the, library. I'll, I'll give a shout out to two. <laughs> yeah. Right. One, I haven't eaten at since college, but I used to eat there a lot was Cheesecake Factory. Now, che- that was, I was going to say Cheesecake, cheesecake Factory. Factory is legit. It's now my it's, wife it's and not, I go to that maybe once every two months. Yeah. Like we, I haven't eaten there literally since 2007, but I used to go there. Like that was like me eating well in college. Right, like, every right, weekend right. I'd get my IGN freelance money and I'd be like, let's go fucking. Good. You know, cheesecake, cheesecake factory, factory. you know at 21 or 22 years old or whatever and then the other that i'll give a shout out to even though it really is shit is buffalo wild wings yeah buffalo like wild buffalo wings. wild wings now. is the wings are great and yeah. i like the mozzarella sticks and stuff like that the, the garlic Good the spicy tips. garlic sauce is fucking <laughs> unbelievable the service it, it's the same point you're saying 16 year old kids 18 year old kids fucking awful service i'll never forget going in there the last time the one at saramonte the bathroom it was like it was post-apocalyptic you know what I mean? The bathroom. And it was like one in the afternoon. 
And I'm like, what? Did anyone clean the bathroom yesterday? <laughs> um, and nope. I remember actually tweeting about it, and they like got back to me being like, oh, reach out and let us know. And I'm like, I'm, it's that's like, one of the places, like, whatever. Uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings Ceremony is one of the places where the um, the paper towels are always a disaster, and they're sinks set up in such a stupid ass way that no matter what, when it comes out, it's going to touch the sink oh, and get wet. So then you have to like make the sacrificial paper towels, right, right, which right, I'm sure right, the right. environmentalists love. And then so that should happen. Then all of a sudden, there's just this like graveyard of wet paper, paper towels, towels everywhere. And... and then there's the people that just like you know kind of make like a slope and then just fucking let that thing go and then just rip one off, and it's just. Like, yeah. there's just like a slide of paper towels that's now touching the floor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, good lord. Wild wings, I do enjoy. I, I like their wings. I like the potato wedges with cheddar. That's some, that's the good shit right there. And I like the, I like their fried pickles. I know. I don't think. Is that. Uh, yeah, they have good fried pickles. You, somebody else. When, when, last chips. time we were there, somebody didn't like them. I forget. Who. I liked them because they're pickles. Okay. Chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I hate spears. the food of Buffalo Wild Wings Damn. just as a whole. But I love Buffalo Wild Wings still. Sure. That just goes back to my point. Yeah. I love that place. Fucking love See, it. See, Wild Wings. You little- can sit there. Forever. Wild Wings will always have a special place in my heart because you were talking about how there wasn't a Chili's really where you were, right? And in the olden days of being a kid, I remember when there was the Chili's. And then on the other side of Wheaton, they opened up another Chili's. I was like, what the fuck? And I remember when we found out about <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings in Elmhurst and it became the farthest place we would ever drive. Yeah. And that, it, where we would go and we would drive the 35 to 45 minutes to go to dinner, me and my dumbass friends, to, to go out there. We'd get there and we'd be those morons that were there all night long. We, we were the morons who sat at Buffalo Wild Wings on when it was 25 Cent Wing Tuesday. Sat there all night long and then close the place down and then drive back and go play in State of Blade football. We were also the, my friends were also the type of morons who would go to the jukebox, put in $20 and play only Metallica. Yeah. And then our waitress would come by and show us another tab from another group that was like, here's, and then it was like tip, no tip. And the, she wrote in, play, don't play all this Metallica. <laughs> You're like, well. Don't give me the option. There's that. There's uh, still those guys. Me and Kevin. Yeah. It's like TGIF. There's no one near SF unless you drive 30 minutes, 45 minutes, the city. maybe an hour if it's rush hour, which it always is when we're going there. Yeah, we fucking go there though. I'm gonna give what a shout brings, out. What makes you go there though? I love the the burger with the um Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels sauce. sauce. Jack Daniels. Oh my god. I'm gonna give a shout out to their Jack Daniels wings. I'm also gonna give a shout out to their. They have a tostada nacho, if I'm not mistaken. That's the bomb. They have that big platter that they can get, like the the platter of appetizers that always oh. comes out kind of cold. Yeah, but you're like, I don't give a fuck. It's impossible to get those things all to come out at the same time. It's like science, man. Uh, I'm also gonna give a huge shout out to the uh, Mazithra cheese dish at Spaghetti Factory. Now, you guys talk a lot of shit about Olive Garden. I was never an Olive Garden guy. Little did you know, I was always a Spaghetti Factory guy. Spaghetti Factory, some bullshit LA shit that yeah. I only know because of Comic Con. I only know it from where it was at Comic Con. Every time, too. I, yeah, there was like a, there was a good run every year. We'd have to, we inevitably be forced to go to that one because yeah. someone screwed up the lunch order and we have to like send someone down there. Fuck that place. But that Mazithra cheese like dish, it's all it is is like just spaghetti with like butter, garlic, and just a heaping shit ton of that cheese on top of it to the point where you. To your point about chilies, you'd be eating it midway through and you'd like lose your sight because it would suck all the like. Moisture out of your fucking head. <laughs> so That's the thing about it. It's, I feel like all the stuff at the restaurants you get is all salt. You know what I mean? It is. It's, it's all crazy. salt. It's all butter. It's all lard. It's it all, all came out of a bag. It's all this other stuff. It's all yeah, freeze dried first. You know, fried first, then frozen, then refried again. So it's, it's all terrible for you. That is the one thing that when you when you do go to these nicer restaurants, to Colin's point, like the quality of food in and no doubt is better. Undoubtedly, is oh, better. Sure. 
because you're using fresher ingredients and in San Francisco, you do, it comes with an air of pretentiousness, but you are getting like organic vegetables, stuff that like, they're like, we grow this shit right outside. You can see it. Well, there's the chicken that you're going to eat and they snap its neck and bring it to your table. Yeah. And open, I know I, I feel like open kitchens are cool too. Like Hardwater has an open kitchen. Yeah. Hops and Hominy has an open kitchen. Wayfair Tavern has an open kitchen. Nopa has an open kitchen. Yeah. When you're willing to like show people exactly what you're doing, yeah. it's usually a pretty good sign that the food's good, but, but it's not for everyone. I mean, like if you like, you know, I'll pay $25 for Wayfair chickens, fried chicken injected with rosemary and thyme and all this kind of stuff because it's <coughs> fucking... Chef Tyler recommends. Chef Tyler does recommend you put some lemon on it uh, because it's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. It's worth $25 and their old fashions are worth $10 and their Sazeracs are worth $12. Like, But to not to everyone. And so like, it's a matter of like what you are willing... It's It reminds me what Eric Castro says, uh, and I think I've said this before about bourbon, where he's like, there's no such thing as bad bourbon and he's right. Um, but he's like, there's a big difference. Like, you know, you have your, uh, Suzuki bourbon, like your, like your shitty kind of, uh, your like, Isuzu. like, yeah, like your, your Jim Beam or your Evan Williams, which you is like fine. That? Like it's not sipping bourbon, but it's good for cocktails or old farce or whatever. And then you get to like your, um, your, you know, I don't know, Ford, Ford Ranger kind of level, like bullet and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and, and Buffalo Trace. And then you get to like your Lexus level. With like Eagle Rare and Michters and all that kind of stuff. And then you get to like your Tesla with, you know, Pappy and Blanton's and all that kind of stuff. But he's like the difference once you get in the middle to the top is not as big as the difference from the middle to the bottom. Sure. And so like you don't want to pay too much for your food, but you don't want to pay too little for your food either. I think like right in that little sweet spot right in the middle where you're getting a, a 15 to 25 or $30 entree. I think it's perfect. I don't, I'm not paying $70 for an entree unless it's like a beautiful steak. Unless or it's a steakhouse. Like yeah. But. You know, so what I'm saying is like you, you don't want to predicate the quality of the food based on what you're paying for it, but there is something to be said about the quality of the food and what you're paying for it. Very true. <clears throat> this has been the Game Over Greggy Show, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can toss us a few bucks to get every episode early, along with a bunch of exclusives. And this month in January, support Kind of Funny, the animated series, which you should watch on kindoffunny.com. If you have no bucks to toss, no big deal. Head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny where you can catch the show topic by topic day by day until we post the entire thing for free is one big video what is the game over greggy show nick it's the best funny thing you should ask each and every week four sometimes five best friends gather around this table each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement we hope you enjoyed this episode it's been fun colin's gonna do something pretend on it no i just want to just want to hold him just be careful with him support his back I'm so support his back support his back i introduced you to this dog Nope, not, that's also not true. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.